Welcome to the Baron's Hideout Podcast. I'm your host, Dustin. And I'm your co-host, Aaron. Before we get into the movie, we want to take a second of your time to talk about where you can find us online. You can find us on Twitter, which is the BHO underscore podcast. Also on Instagram, which is the Baron's Hideout underscore podcast. Where can they find you, Aaron? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at double AA row. You can find all these links and more on our link tree. Lastly, if you want to support us and a small business, Twisted Allure, you can use our code BHO podcast for 5% off. Come listen if you dare. Dustin. And I'm Aaron. And we have a very special guest today who cover Nightmare on Elm Street, Dean of the Dead. If you want to take it away for a little bit, man, go right ahead. Dean Kruger. <laughs> Dean, Dean Kruger. Kruger. I love it. Fre- Freddy of the Dead. <laughs> uh, hey, guys. How's it going? Thanks for having me on. Of course, man. Of course. We love having you. Cool. And thanks for inviting me on to talk about Nightmare on Elm Street. It's my favorite movie ever, man. It is in, I, I'd say... Everyone has like a top five or a top ten, you know, and this is in, I'd say, is in my top five. I'd probably say it's number one in my top five, you know. It's, this movie means so much to me, man. I love this film. Yeah, I, I love this one too. I mean, with all the slashers and everything going on, I, I always, always go back to Halloween because that was just yeah. the first one mm-hmm. I ever saw. But, like, this is definitely in my top five of classic slashers. So mm-hmm. I would say that. Maybe like two or three on my list. But uh, what about you, Aaron? Um, no, it's definitely in my top five. It's, you know, it's a quintessential, like, horror movie. It's, you know, everybody knows Freddy Krueger. Everybody oh, yeah. knows A Nightmare on Elm Street. And I feel like if you have any interest in horror, you definitely need to see this movie. This is an essential. It yeah. is an essential. No doubt about would you that. Call, would you call it a supernatural slasher? I mean, in yeah. current terms, I'd probably say that, yes. But if I have to go with this... The old ways of just like generalizing everything as a slasher then yeah but from modern takes i'd probably say it's supernatural yeah for sure yeah to me so i got into this movie well i say i got into this movie actually i wasn't allowed to watch it when i was a kid so my, my stepdad used to run a video shop like a vhs store way 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 back and um <clears throat> and i would always gravitate to the horror section because of the covers on the VHS videos. They just, I was like, what is this? 
And in particular, it was the ones designed by Graham Humphreys. I don't know, do you guys know Graham Humphreys, the artist? Um, I might know the art, but I probably just don't know the yeah. the name. Okay, so if you if you if you type in the name Graham Humphreys and art, and then you you'll see a bunch of covers come up of artwork come up, and you'll be like, oh, that guy. He did the Evil Dead stuff. He did the Nightmare on Elm Street. He's done a ton of stuff. You'll recognize he does a lot of stuff for Arrow Video as well. But anyway, okay. so it was, it was the the original Nightmare on Elm Street cover and um, and then sort of, you know, the the, the image of uh, Amanda Wiss with the bug coming out of her mouth and all that. So I was just like, what's this? It blew my mind. <laughs> I was terrified and I hadn't even seen the film. And, um, and I kept hounding you know my parents my mom in particular just saying i want to watch it she's like you're not watching it and this is a true story actually she she went i kept going on about it so much i was so obsessed with this with wanting to this watch this film this nightmare on elm street film we started at, at primary school which i guess is elementary you guys call it elementary school primary yeah, school be, yeah. um we started a freddy krueger club <laughs> our teachers it. were very worried about us <laughs> um and i kept going on about it so much to my to my mum, and she uh it must have just kind of embedded itself in her subconscious so much that she actually had a dream one night that she was being chased by freddie oh my god you, and i shit you not dude the she woke up right with a big cut like bleeding slice all down the side of her down her side and it was it was obviously it was a bed spring that was broken oh my god was, i was like you're the coincidence what are the chances though <laughs> that's crazy oh man but um and that's a true story but um i eventually so my mom my stepdad they weren't having none of it but i eventually convinced my grandparents when i went around there you know because they to let me watch it and uh, they would take me to the video shop and they didn't have a fucking clue what, what anything you know that didn't have you know Humphrey Bogart in it and um, they were like so what, you know what do you want what do you want and I'd go and pick all these like Nightmare on Elm Street movies and these crazy horror films and they were like that's going to be alright with mum yeah <laughs> she don't mind yeah, she yeah. It's, it's grandparents always let you do things your parents won't <laughs> let you do. Always. Yeah, God bless them. Um, but yeah, to me, Nightmare on Elm Street is 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 the perfect horror movie, man. It's just the perfect horror movie. Like it's all the the kills are great. You know, mm-hmm. the 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 imagination behind it for the time it was released what was it nineteen eighty four. Um, it's just you know, Wes Craven's a genius, man. You know, real genius, yeah. and the the makeup and Kruger's rest in peace. Cool. Awesome oh, rest in peace. Where's Where's Craven, man? And you know, even now, when you look at when you look at that film, it hasn't. Okay, it's dated, but it hasn't. It's timeless, man. Kruger is still freaky. He's still scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the makeup that was done on Robert England was amazing. The effects oh. hold up till this day. Even if you watch it in 4K, usually with movies like this, um, once yeah. you start getting to like the higher resolution uh, videos, everything kind of falls apart. This movie does not do that. Because yeah. they use a lot of shadows, and shadows are very hard to have fall apart, you know, because it's a natural thing that's going on. It's not, like, uh, computer-generated like a lot of stuff nowadays that would yeah. definitely fall apart. This movie is all practical. Well, mostly practical. Um, yeah. And I love that. Every scene's great. All the sets are amazing because they're obviously, like, all, like, hand-built for most of them. A lot of the um, kills that were being used, like uh, when Tina's death, when the box is... Like the how she's going all around, it's like they were actually tilting the oh. room to have that happen. It was nuts. It was unbelievable. The effects is so so good, and and not and the the music score as well mm-hmm. is just you know that that um, is Charles Bernstein. Bernstein. Yep. yep. Um, just that those those few notes that ding 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 
ding, it just sends chills up your spine. Mm-hmm. You know, it's so, it's just perfect, man. It's the perfect horror movie for me anyway. You know, I, I absolutely love this film. And Robert Englund um, just makes Freddy too. Like, he's just like so perfect for the role. And yeah. Dude, oh I man, I've that. got a story about Robert Englund. So, um, before we get into the movie chat, um, sure. shoot away. So, I, I've I've had a slash next to the Springwood slasher. <laughs> so we we were at um, the London Film and Comic Con, and um, and Robert England he's got a contract with Showmasters who run that event, and he's always there. He's there. I've I've got a photo op. I've met him a few times. Really really cool guy, and um, he's he's going to be there at the next one. And we, we, we've I've got like a photo shoot booked with him in like full Freddy makeup in the awesome. They're doing it in like a boiler room set. But but this one particular time he was there and he was on the sort of upper level. And we just we you know, we we'd just go for a wander and then just stare at Robert England for a while, as you do. <laughs> and uh and then my girlfriend saw him, she's like, Oh my god, he's getting up and he's walking into the toilet. She's like, Go on, follow him. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> follow him into the toilet. So I did. <laughs> and and I know that he, he had a sore throat that day because everyone kept saying it and he was sitting at his desk and he could see he was really kind of coughing. <clears throat> and um, and I thought, fuck it, I'm going to walk in. So I walked into the toilet, man, and there's just Freddy Krueger, Robert England, just staring at himself in the mirror, like clearing his clearing his throat, you know. Uh, and it's just me and him in there. I'm like, no, dear. And I didn't want to say anything. <laughs> I was like, we're in the bathroom, man. I don't want to bug him, you know. And, I, you know, I froze. So anyway, I kind of walked into one of the stalls to, like, take a slash. And then he's kind of walked over into the stool next to me, and, it, oh, and he's no. he's just taking a slash, and he's clearing his throat like, <laughs> I'm, like I'm taking a piss next to Freddy fucking Krueger. <laughs> oh, like that. If I could rewind back, you know, and tell the the, the like the six year old Dean that that was terrified, that he's looking at these VHS ca- cases. That one day you'd taking a piss next to that guy. <laughs> That's awesome. But, we kind of um, have like a similar story with that too. Um, with um, Einstein Kills, actually, oh, we, yeah. we met them. They were doing a, a thing with in Salem Horror for the Salem Horror Fest, and they were yeah. showing off like all their the music videos and they, and they were debuting. I think it was um, Stabbing in the Dark that day, mm-hmm. and they were just taking Q and As and everything, and you know, casual. There wasn't a lot of people there. It was like um, uh, Aaron, myself, a uh, uh, friend Trevor was there, but Aaron and I were like, oh man, we're really gonna go take a piss. So yep. we go in there, and the whole fucking band's in there, just taking no, a piss, no and we're all just all like, "Oh, how, how's it going, guys?" Oh man, it was awesome, wow. great time. They were having a band piss, like it was funny too. Um, the camaraderie. <laughs> you know, you're always supposed to leave one stall in between as yeah. an unspoken rule. Yeah. Um, we did that, and then the drummer just comes up and fills in the space in between us. He's like, "What's up, guys?" Fucking, <laughs> fucking Patrick, and he's like mad short too. We're like towering over him. We're like, hey, how's, "How's it going, man?" <laughs> it was great. This I love when things like that just happen. It's all natural, like nothing yeah. funky going on. No one's Not like, forced. "Like, why are you next to me?" And whatnot. Like, you really start to understand that these people are our yeah. general, um, really good human beings. They're not going to be assholes. I mean. Obviously, occasionally yeah. there's going to be a few of them, but for the yeah. most part, everybody is very chill. Um, unless they're having a really bad day, but um, don't just walk in like Dean did and fucking take a piss just in case if you know something did happen. But in Dean's <laughs> case, everything was fine because it was just him and uh, Robert just doing doing the do, you know. And uh, yeah, and for anybody who doesn't know, Dean was actually on our podcast before too. You were our very first guest. So this is also a, a very special moment to have Dean come on here and actually review a movie. The first uh, time we had you on here was just talking about your business. 
Yeah, and, um, absolutely. Is there anything um, you know exciting going on in the hot sauce world or anything else that you got going on that you can speak about right now before we jump into everything else? Yeah, man. So, yeah, I've got a few things that um, that are a bit hush hush at the minute, which are going to be really cool. Um, so, uh, but yeah, I can't really talk about them at the minute, just in case. That's okay. Yeah, um, we'll find out eventually. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, really. But anyway, <laughs> um, other stuff that's going on this year. Um, I've booked a ton of events um, over here in the UK. Um, so I normally trade at like Comic Cons and Horror Cons and Chili Festivals. And then I've got into doing some stuff for the BBC, like the BBC Good Food Show. Um, so I've, I've literally, like now, everything's back to, I say back to normal, as, as normal as it has been since all the yeah. kind of pandemic started. Damn so I've, yeah, so I've just booked myself into every single event that I possibly can. So starting at the end of this month, right the way through to December I'm just kind of flat out with uh, events which are going to be great um, in between that I'm going to be taking my first ever trip to the USA man going to come and see you guys um, we're, I'm going to visit the they, uh, well, obviously flying to New York I'm going to come and see you guys in Boston we're going to go and check out Salem um, they put on a hot sauce expo in New York so we're going to go do go there do a bit of networking and um, yeah, man. get yourself friend. in the US get your, get your stuff over yeah. here man <laughs> well yeah that's the plan man that is the plan you know because I'm pretty sure the whole thing that their brand would do do well in the US you know horror hot sauce I'm, man it's, you know, I'm going to tell you one thing Boston is very horror driven as of late I'm, I mean yeah. Massachusetts we have Salem so mm-hmm. I mean like even if yeah. you go to some of the shops there and be like hey guys if I can find a way to supply yeah. the stuff for you yeah, would you take it so that that's definitely something that you could probably do too. Definitely, yeah. man. I think you know the the, the visa that I've been lucky lucky enough to get is a business and a tourism visa. I mean, I can't. Um, I have to actually get a work permit if I'm going to be earning any money. But I've I've been granted one of those before in a band that I used to play in. Um, fortunately, we never got to take the trip at the time due to the band splitting up and stuff like that. But I know that I'm able to get one. And so the whole plan really is to come over and do a bit of networking. You know, this year, yeah. up a few events with a view to coming back next year to actually work the event so um you know uh horror cons i want to trade at horror cons over there man i want to do texas frightmare i want to that's a very big it. one anyone's that and then you guys and then obviously the hot sauce expos or anything like that and then so you know try and find a distributor out there get something going and then because i have a lot of people ask me about shipping stuff over to the us but it's so pricey so yeah, i need it especially nowadays Oh yeah, man, and you know, and people end up paying. Wow, you know, I mean, five or six dollars, I guess, for a, for a bottle, and then you know, like twenty, thirty to ship it. <laughs> so, yeah. so just it's too much. So, I mean, if I can get it made up, yeah, over there, and then people can sort of ship it inland, then it's you know works out better. So anyway, yeah, that's that's on my radar, man. I'm gonna come over visit the US. Got a ton of events. Um, I'm working on a new range of sauces. I've got a bunch of names and a bunch of flavors going on. I can't wait. Um, so yeah they're going to be cool can't wait to drop them and also i've started off doing some band merch there's a band that um that's one of the things i can't really talk about but i started doing one for the band the eagles of death metal which is um was out on my site already so i'm doing that for them for their tour they've got a european tour coming up um and through the merch company that deals with them i've kind of got into more doing sort of band merch stuff but it's just that's like awesome rock dude rock bands and stuff like that so it's just like a new avenue that's opened up oh and one more thing before we go into the kruger chat 
is uh, I've got a beer. I've got my first beer coming out as well. Yes, you do, and you have a video on YouTube about it too, don't you? <laughs> yeah, we're actually we're gonna we're making a promo video pretty soon, like a proper promo video where I'm gonna turn into a zombie. So that's gonna be fun. Oh awesome. yes, we that's need gonna that. Be pretty cool. Yeah, um, but it's called sort of the beer range is called Ales from the Crypt. Ales. I love it. It's so the thing is like your names are so cheesy, but they're so good because you remo- <laughs> you remember them immediately. It's so good. Just sticks, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, man, they're meant to. They're, it's, it's all a bit of humor, like you know. Even though I don't know, I don't take any of it, any of it seriously. It all started off as a bit of a joke, and it's just everyone seems to have caught on to it. And it's just there's a, it's all you know. They're all puns. They're all parodies. So yeah. there's all a bit of humor in there, and it makes people smile, and that's great. That's you know. That's all I mean, that really matters, you know. And I mean, if you yeah, make man. a pretty penny off it, then that's just a plus. But like that's you're. Really since we talked to you last year and like um kind of connected like you have been blowing up like i see everybody talking about you now um whether stuff that you're posting or like other people that i follow people are always talking about you especially obviously in like the uk because it's you know you can get your stuff to everybody over there so it's crazy to see how far you've come i mean and now you're dabbling in in podcast too which i am so happy to be a, a guest on um, we oh, did yeah. this put out the second episode uh, last week, or was it this week? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When did I, I think I dropped it last? Friday. I think it was middle Friday. of last week. Um, Friday just gone, yeah. And it was kind of, I think, just through you know, I did. I'd always wanted to do a podcast, but it was for me, it was just finding the time. Yeah. Do it because at the minute I still work full time. So the idea is to turn the whole thing of the dead brand into like a full time job. So when I wake up in the morning. Instead of having to jump in my van at 5.30 a.m. and drive an hour and a half to work, I want to be able to wake up and jump on my laptop or jump in the kitchen or to do, you know, work on yeah, stuff. And just that's, that's a dream for us, too. I mean, eventually it's to just be here, have longer shows, um, not yeah. have to worry about slaving behind a stove at our <laughs> job or, like, stocking yeah. shelves or anything and just be here. Just yep. entertaining, be with our families, and do the things that we love doing. Uh, I love yeah. doing the show. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. let us talk to so many people I never thought we'd be able to talk to. It's not in person, but it's still just being able to talk to somebody like you, who's all the way in the UK. We live in the US. It's just it's nuts. Oh man, you know, it's, how yeah, you can do it's, this? It is. It's perfect, isn't it? Really, because it's how you build friendships, and mm-hmm. you know. And pretty soon, I'll be coming over there and sharing a beer with you, man. So uh, you know, it, it's same it does not feel real until you're there and i'm just like holy shit somebody i've known for a year is here and we're showing him around our hometown and eventually we'll go over and visit you which is definitely something that i want to do i do want to take a trip over to uh, the uk i've always wanted to go to germany too so that's another place i want to go to but um, germany's great germany's great so um, many things, so many things, you know. What's the what's the weather? Do you get cold weather over there? Are oh, you don't right cold now? Weather, it's it's cold. Yeah, we get snow and everything. Right now, it's um. I can actually tell you what it is. It's uh, it's thirty nine out right now, so it's not too bad. It's cold, but I'm someone who loves to be cold because I'm always yeah. Caught. I was gonna say. I remember um, talking to you before actually, and I remember you saying that you, you like um you don't do well with sun. You're a full guy. Love being cold. As soon as it turns summer, I'm just I hate everything i hate everybody because i hate being hot um, i'm the opposite man i'm like a lizard i like basking in the sun man. oh my god man <laughs> um, well what's by the time you come here it'll be spring so it should be um it should be pretty good so i don't think it's gonna be too cold there might be a couple cold days but i think it'll be in between like the 50s and 60s so it'll balance out a bit yeah 
It'd be, be too fun. bad. Yeah, but, um, I think that's probably it. Is there anything else you want to talk about before we jump into this, Dean? Or do you feel pretty covered on everything? No, man, it's all good. It's all good. Yeah, let's, let's chat some Kruger. All right. Here we go. We're talking about A Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, so I have some facts over here. Dean, I don't know if you grabbed any. Aaron usually pulls up the IMDb and um, stuff like that. But I can read off a couple of facts and we'll go over you know, who's in the movie, um, yeah. what the budget was, and all that fun stuff. So You probably know more facts about this than I do, to be fair. Considering it's my favorite movie, I've watched <laughs> it a bunch of times. And I, and I watched that thing on Netflix about, um, what was it? The, what did they call it? Oh, the, the documentary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was about all the films. Oh, crap. That's, um, oh my, I think it's on Shutter right now, too. Uh, uh, now yeah. i got to look it up. I did not write watched, that in. Yeah, I watched I watched that. Um, uh, but when it comes to facts, you probably know a damn sight more than I do. But oh yeah, Never Sleep Again, the Elm Street Legacy is what it's called. That's oh, wow. really it's like eight hours, but it's very good. Wow, it, I haven't seen that. You haven't seen that? Oh my no. god. Dude, yeah. <laughs> oh my god, I can't believe you There's <laughs> <laughs> another thing on, on Shutter that this did too is like um they go over like um specific um horror icon like monsters and i think they did a freddy krueger one they did it on um michael myers and a bunch of other uh characters so for anybody who has or doesn't have shutter which you should definitely invest in getting shutter because it has everything um i don't think it has nightmare on elm street unfortunately but they do have that series where they go into like the making of freddy krueger and all that good stuff so it's a very good um thing to watch but uh yeah a couple facts that i have is um i think this is probably one that everybody knows at this point is that wes craven kind of wrote the whole story around what was happening over and uh, i think it was like japan or china with um there was like young asian men who are dying in their sleep or just having like really really bad dreams so he kind of wrote that uh, wrote the script around it another thing that i heard i think this might have been the um, influence of creating what freddie looks like but i think there was a story going around uh when Wes was younger. Uh, I think he was living in an apartment or something like that. And he heard like a homeless guy outside and he looked out the window and a guy was like wearing like rags and, and stuff. And I think, uh, I think he saw him looking at him through the window and he started going up the stairs to like frighten the hell out of him. I don't remember wow. much more of the story, Jeez. but I think that was um, another thing that helped him create what Freddy Krueger looks like. Yeah. Well, that's wow. pretty fucking terrifying though. Yeah. <laughs> Where's his, was it like his third movie? I think because he did. He really yeah, he did. Um, money, he? Last health, last house on the left, right? Then he did. Um, uh, crap, the eyes? cannibal movie. The, um, the um, hills have eyes. Hills, hills have, have eyes, eyes, and then I think he yeah. did this one. I yeah. think this was his third one. I, there may have been another one in between, but I think there was like the the big two before this one, I believe. Um, That's right. Yeah. And then another thing that a lot was, of people what was swamp thing sorry was that oh was swamp that thing one? oh my god that's one that uh we we had a uh a question about that in our cars yeah. <laughs> i totally forgot about that one because we were doing doing our trivia and there yeah. was a a question about that but yeah i think he did do that that was like a more i think not as well known um i don't think i've ever seen it which i kind of want to go and watch it now that we're saying it again reminding yeah. me um because i love wes i mean a lot of people they're have saying like his stuff isn't that great like they're not a big fan of like last house last house on the left which yeah. i like because it's very gritty and gross and yeah. dirty they're kind of like the complete opposite of nightmare you know this one is pretty dirty but it's not as like 
yeah. craziest stuff that happened in that, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, another really um, fun fact that people probably don't know, even though they probably should, is that this is Johnny Depp's uh, debut film and his actual, like, first acting credit. Mm -hmm. so, 19. 19 years old, I think he was. Yeah, it was... Um, it's crazy like a lot of people like if i show this movie because believe it or not there are people out there who haven't seen this like my fiance she's not a huge horror fan but she's been diving into the horror movies ever since like, i started doing this podcast because she likes to know like, what i'm talking about so we watched yeah. it uh, again last night she was like johnny depp's in this i'm like yeah yep. <laughs> so um, down to nick cage as well man nick cage was mm. his buddy because johnny depp was a musician yeah he like supported iggy pop and he was a musician on this on the circuit and uh, it was Nick Cage, who was he was really good friends with, who said you should be an actor. You're a good looking chap. And yeah, yeah I think I'm um, Charlie Sheen was also a contender to be Glenn. I think I was reading also. I didn't write it down in the notes, but that was okay. something else that I guess he was. I read that he was dating Heather Langenkamp at the time. Oh, I think right. that's what it said. So that kind of like makes sense why maybe he would have been part of it. But I think he backed out in the last second, and um, Johnny took Johnny Depp was really well cast. At. I think the whole film, again, the, the, you know, talking about it being a perfect horror film, the whole film is just perfectly cast. Perfectly cast. It is. Everybody's great. The acting's phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, it's not cheesy. I mean, at Even points, John... probably can be, but then against an 80s film. I think, like, right at the end when she gets sucked through the window. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, that's a cheesy bit, but that's brilliant, though. It's great. It's great. Um, John, John Saxon, uh, who plays, um, is it Dennis Thompson? Dennis Thompson, the, the Nancy's dad from Enter the Dragon. <laughs> yeah, I mean, John has been in everything. That was, he was like another like 80s like um, hero amongst like films. I mean, he did a lot of like horror and a lot of action and stuff, but he's, you see that face and you know exactly who that is. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Let's see. Um, so it also, so the movie actually also saved. Uh, New Line Cinema from going into bankruptcy. Yeah, yeah, because um, Rob Shea was in like um, or Bob Shea was in some like deep shit with like money and stuff, yeah. and then um came across with this. So that's another thing that this film did was um they saved the company, and also yeah. within seventy Dean, within seventy two hours, this movie made its money back, like wow. by a lot. The budget of this was 1.8 million, and within 72 hours, they made 25 million. Holy wow. shit! Jeez. I read that and I was like, "Are you kidding me?" So wow. this, Bob well, Shea made a good move, man. A good move because no one wanted <laughs> the movie, no one wanted the script. It was, no, it was like it was the same, you know, like it's like the, the people, the record, the record labels that gave up the Beatles, the 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 publishers that didn't want to sign Harry Potter. You know, it's the yeah producers in the studios that didn't want to take on a nightmare on fucking elm street man and then look at what it's become you know he's the be the biggest horror icon i'd reckon there i mean is. he he's gone on to make like eight more films he had a yeah. tv show he <laughs> crossover oh, yeah he was advocating for kids he's also made this hang on let me just grab this for you oh do it this is this is quite probably the best thing that came out of the whole uh, i think i know what you're about to show is it uh, Freddy's Greatest Hits on Vine? Yeah, that's, <laughs> yes. Yes. I'm glad you didn't unbox that because I know you were asking if you should unbox it or not. It's, it's, in, a, it's in a frame on the wall, this one. Yeah, it's, it hasn't been opened. But yeah, Freddy's Greatest Hits. That's um, awesome. I can't, I can't see what's on the back at the minute because it's in a frame. But <laughs> You got that imported, right? Where, where did you get that? 
Um, where did I get that from? Do you know what? I can't remember where I got that from. I got another one in there as well, which is from Freddy's Nightmares, um, the TV series, and that was that was from a company called Terror Vision. That's from the states. Okay, yeah. The states does the best shit. This is another reason why I'm fascinated with America. We we get crap over here, dude. You yeah. wouldn't find anywhere over here that would be. Dean, if I can find you a copy of this, Aaron, if you want to actually um, remove this, this is called um, Blood on uh, Blood on Black Wax, and it's. Um, it's a book that um, Rue Morg put out a couple of years ago, and it's covers of movies that have a vinyl. Wow. So um, we went to uh, Scarecon um, right before the pandemic, like the year right before the pandemic. Um, yeah. Heather Langenkamp was there. Um, I always forget the girl who played Tina. She was there. Amanda so they, um, they both, let me see if I can get this over here. For you. They both cool. signed the first one right over oh, here. Wow. And, um, they have all all the um, Nightmare on Elm Street movies. They're all in here, so awesome. you can go and I think they might even list where you can find them. But like I was showing us the Heather Langenkamp, she was like, I, I never even knew this thing was a thing. Yeah. So she was like yeah. surprised even looking at this. I was like, yeah, I mean, I got it. I got it a special edition, and it came with a little um, like an eight inch vinyl of Prom Night. So it had a bunch of uh, like the Prom Night theme on there and some another yeah. track. I have in the other room but if i can track one of those down for you dean i'm gonna get it for you wow dude um, i'd happily give you i'd happily give you the money for that that's amazing oh no that's no you don't you don't owe me anything sir <laughs> I, i've been really getting into my uh horror vinyls do you know do you guys know a company called waxwork yes mm -hmm. yep they put out so much stuff man again it's all imported from the states it's so good like i I met recently. I met um, Harry Manfredini, who okay. does all the uh, Friday the Thirteenth soundtracks. I think mm -hmm. he does done loads of stuff like House and a bunch of stuff. And I met him at a con, and he had some waxwork vinyls from Friday the Thirteenth, which are they're going out of print, man. They're hard to get hold of now. You can get them on eBay yeah. and stuff, um, but you know the price is kind of shooting up. But he had a couple at his table, and I was like, yeah, I'll take them because he was selling them for really cheap. I was like, oh really? Out. The guy that made the music is selling the vinyls that are going it's out. It's probably like, you know, I have enough royalties, just take it. You know, it's probably oh, yeah. what he was thinking, you know. Literally half the price of what you fucking get them for online. And uh, and then he, and he signed it. He signed as well. So, you know, it's worth even more kind of thing. But, but yeah, I've been I've really jumped into vinyl collecting and recent well, horror soundtrack vinyl collecting. Yeah. I said. I My goal, a, if at all possible, through. this book, I want somebody from a movie to sign this book that is my goal for the rest of my life until it is not like possible page. yeah i mean this movie is in there from like the 30s and 40s which that's obviously like kind of a lost cause to like even let like think that could happen unless like i dig them up <laughs> yeah it's like dig them up or find someone from their family to be like hey can you just fake a signature <laughs> you know um like vincent price's daughter i could probably go and yes. see if she's in a convention somewhere and be like hey can you just sign this and she say... was over here yeah she was yeah. the first convention i was ever at she was she was here yeah uh veronica what's her name veronica yeah i believe so i think it's veronica um like that. yeah she yeah, she was yeah. she was funny enough her table was next to the artist i mentioned earlier on graham humphreys they were literally sitting right next to each other oh that is hilarious wow yeah, so that's um, that's my goal yeah, for the rest of my life. That's that's an awesome book, man, and that's so great that you got them signed. What? How was Heather Langen Camp? I can never pronounce that. Uh, Heather Langen Camp. She was really sweet, but um, it's weird because usually when you go to conventions, right, like you know that you have to pay some sort of something to get something yeah. signed. But these people had nothing 
listed anywhere. They didn't have prices of like, hey, uh, price is this or a picture is this. Usually you can see that or you ask them. So Aaron and I were just like, those people in line, no one had like wallets out or anything. Like, oh yeah, we can just go over here and just get it done. We got it signed. She's like, yeah, it's going to be 50 bucks for that. Mm-hmm. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? They're just but, making it up on the spot. Like. Yeah, <laughs> but she had like her um her supervisor or, or her maybe her agent next to her who was like t- saying what money, what, like what the money was. Right. So I think they were just kind of taking as much as they probably could because they didn't have yeah. anything listed. I mean, it, it was definitely yeah. worth it. And like, I think I showed you before too, off topic of Nightmare on Elm Street, but I got Flissa Rose to uh, sign this. So she oh, signed man. this for her sleepaway camp stuff. She's lovely, man. I met her recently. Oh, yeah, she's super nice. She, for, uh, however, signed it for free. No, Took she's pictures, so good, everything. She's so, so, so friendly. I met her recently, at, well, I say, uh, last October at a convention that we have. When I'll tell you what, if you do ever come, man, come in October. <laughs> And we can do all the haunts together. I can show you. Oh my God! Yes. And and I'll take you to this convention that we trade at every year called For the Love of Horror, and it is literally it will blow your mind. It's just it's awesome, absolutely awesome. Um, and they and she was there. She was Felissa Rose was there, and I got chatting to her. She's lovely, man. She was so friendly. And I was asked because I, I was going around. I always take a chance with a bottle of sauce. I did like a collaborations hot sauce called Killer Ketchup for the event. Yeah. And the label had all different art from the, like was kind of pointing at all the guests that were there. So, um, uh, I t- and I was taking the bottle around to the table and just saying t- to the guests, you know, uh, yeah. can I get a picture of you holding the bottle? And they all said yes. You know, it was all just the security guys that were a little bit like fucking, you know. Um, you can't do this it's always the, the agents or whatever but she was just like fucking give me that here of course I, someone was <laughs> saying to me no and she was like excuse me she's like i'm gonna do it for this gentleman like yeah she, yeah, was she so doesn't care she's she so happy all the time super friendly oh. she does anything just to do it she's she doesn't put her price tag on anything she's yeah, amazing she's cool, man. very very cool very cool, really yeah. good act- actress as well you know like amazing yeah um, but let's see what else I got on here. Um, well, I guess uh, one big thing that happened in 1991 is I guess um, uh, Los Angeles, Los Angeles, the mayor um, Todd Bradley, I guess wanted to make um, September 13th, 1991, Freddy Krueger Day, and everybody is super upset over there and whatnot. And I guess um, someone from uh, an organization for women said that it was uh where's her quote declaring a day in celebration of a character that exists to slaughter people is absolutely horrendous and then robert england came and slapped back and said we have a separate crime reality from movie escapism so yeah. it's pretty much him just saying like we it's about a movie you know yeah. like it's in this movie like yeah, the same Freddy Krueger day, but really he just wanted it to kind of be based off of the release yeah. of the movie being at its ten year mark. And I, this movie is very like woman forward. Like, yeah, lady in the movie is the hero. She does everything in it, and it's can, woman empowerment, can, really. Yeah, I can kind of like I'm all for Freddy Krueger day, man. Don't get me wrong. I can kind of understand where it. she's coming from. Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, because you know he was a he was a child killer <laughs> as well. So I guess that she, but I, I can kind of understand. I understand that from. too. But um, but I would all, I'd be all for Freddy Krueger Day, obviously. But <laughs> well, let's let's do it ourselves every September thirteenth. <laughs> well, this 
Freddy Krueger Day, everybody. That's a few few days after my birthday, man. So I won't forget the date. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, hey, my my birthday <laughs> yeah. is September seventh. So I mean, it's no right way. over there. Too. I'm September the ninth, dude. What the hell, Dean? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. Uh, my sister's my sister's the fifth. You're the seventh. I'm the ninth. I'm right in the Aaron, middle. Aaron, yours is probably like the ninth. Mine's in May. <laughs> yeah, his is oh. coming up very soon. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, I guess one last Pretty big piece of uh, trivia I have here. Is um it was actually uh, Bob Shea's idea to put the ending with the like her being sucked through the window and stuff, and Wes was yeah. kind of regretting that he did that because he didn't really want to tease a sequel, but um they did it anyway, and I think that's what actually kind of made most of the money is people are like being like, "There's gonna be another one," or like hinting on it. Yeah. Like looking at the movie now, you can definitely tell that it's a doll going through. The window yeah, and stuff yeah. but um back then i'm sure that would have scared a lot of people blew people's minds yeah yeah it's like well, how the hell did they do that they put her right through a door man <laughs> like the spinning it's, room <laughs> you know it's yeah. that whole last scene where she goes outside and it's all kind of everything's nice again it's all mm-hmm. sunny and everything's back to normal and oh yeah and everything's good and sunny and the gang's still here they all just rocks up in the car and you know it's a nice sunny day and then she gets in the drop top Boom! It's a Freddy Krueger dropped up. The fucking lid comes down. It's got the stripes on it. Oh, you're just like, oh my god, it's not yeah. over. It, it's, it was at that moment she knew she fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they kind of like repeat that same thing for the the second movie at the very end with the bus and everything too. I they kind of do, and also in the beginning of the movie. But that's another movie for another day that we can talk about and dean i would love to have you come on for all these nightmare movies when we eventually oh, do yeah, them dude yeah. i've actually got talking to that one i've got a site uh, this here um this is another piece by graham humphreys as well dude when you get off ch- later check out try in his name and check out all the artwork he's done but oh yeah, i definitely done, will he's done this and then this is signed by uh, mark Patton, who played uh, oh my Jesse. god i want to meet him so bad after oh, watching oh. um his scream queen um documentary that is i think it's still on shutter and him yeah. like discussing his whole life and everything and how um he was like kind of like pushed out of hollywood and everything and he yeah, yeah. lived a life in that's so awesome man i don't think you can really see that but yeah that's me and him he's, that's he's, so he's, awesome man he was like he was the first um horror guest that i ever met like first one of my very first convention i ever went to he was like the first guest that i met ever. Um, that is, that's a guest that's definitely a guest um and he and then Ch- and tuesday night was there and kim oh wow her name. she was lovely um but i actually know um mark Patton's agent like just really with the thing and and i don't think it would be that hard to get him on a podcast if i'm honest dude that'd be, that'd be cool wouldn't it i'll have to push for that i'll push for that yeah man let's let's do it <laughs> get it get I'll it everywhere that. i'll push for that yeah yeah um but that's um, pretty but yeah, much, man. yeah, that's all I have for facts. And if you want to uh, bring up um, any other information that's on IMDb or even Rotten Tomatoes, we'll we'll see if you can guess the uh, tomato scores if you want, Dean, in okay. a few minutes. Yeah. Okay. Let's see if we can pull it up. What do we got for the actors? Oh, I mean, everybody knows Rob, Robert England, of Robert course. Robert England, um, John Saxon. Yep. Uh, Ronnie Bla- Blakely, Blackley. Okay, yep, she plays the mother. Yep, uh, Amanda yeah. Weiss. Or... Yep, she's the one that signed my book. She's the one that played Tina. And uh, the first ever, ever Kruger victim. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Brutal, too. Super brutal. Um, Super brutal. 
And then it looks like it's mostly like like small characters. Charles Fleischer plays Doctor King. Yeah, this is like odds oh, and ends oh. and stuff. Lin and Lin Shay. Lin Shay. I did you know? I, I actually didn't realize that mm-hmm. until I was researching earlier. When I was like, oh my god, she's the teacher. Yeah, yeah and she, she's another one that goes to conventions a lot, and Mimi, I'm pretty sure she still does. Mimi Craven. I don't know if maybe if she's related to Wes Craven or not. Mimi but... Craven, possibly. I'm not sure. I mean, what role? Me. What role? Uh, she played a nurse. She played a nurse. Oh, possibly then. Maybe it could have been like a a relative of his, just for budget what? reasons. Maybe, maybe his wife. Or yeah. Possibly. It doesn't really say anything on her page. Oh yeah, it was. It was his wife. Yes. Yeah, spouse. Oh, okay. okay. Okay, that makes sense. That was probably a budget reason, or just to kind of throw her in there. Yeah. But um, yeah, everybody else is kind of like either like no names, very small roles, or anything like that. But um, I already said the budget. But does IMDb say anything else about the budget, or is it com- is it what I said? Um. Sometimes uh, IMDb is a little weird. Eighteen no? okay. a million, one million eight hundred thousand. Yep, one point eight million. Yep, yep. and then uh, twenty five million. Okay, cool. Um, any, uh. any we've been doing this thing recently of like seeing if there's any weird um reviews or anything on imdb that people write and sometimes yeah. you get some funny ones yeah yeah some of the shit people write yeah can Same you imagine how much the whole uh night on elm street estate is amassed like money wise i guarantee like, you most, <laughs> most yeah, of dude. it is gonna be about the ending oh probably great build up the suspense and apprehension getting you invested in a sequence this movie has that okay yeah the script is consistently witty the camera work um, by cinematographer cinematographer Jacques uh, Haitken. Haitken, I think. Yeah. Uh, crisp and expressive. Still oh, to this good. day. Um, a smart, streamlined slasher with plenty under the bonnet. Okay, yeah. All right, so these are actually very a single bad positive. One. Like, <laughs> we, we were doing, like, Maniac Cop and um, My Bloody Valentine. There's some pretty, uh, pretty bad ones in there. But, um... <laughs> Dean, what do you think the critic score is on Rotten Tomatoes? If you had to guess, what do you what do you think they put of that? I reckon it's a clean ninety five percent. Yeah, right on the dot. And what about the audience <laughs> score? <laughs> He's probably got it off the screen. Oh, cheating! All right, no, I haven't got the audience score. I haven't got the audience score. I did have the I did have the Rotten Tomatoes score. I actually had that right <laughs> Okay. Audience, audience score. Um, a, a percentage. It's got twenty-five. Um, two hundred fifty thousand ratings. Yeah, it's got a lot of ratings. Uh, what? So is it a percentage out of a hundred? Yeah, they... it's the same oh. as like the uh, the tomato score. Yeah. Oh man, I don't know. I mean, <sighs> based on how it has a lot of positive reviews, what do you think that they uh, they probably oh, rated no. this? I'm gonna go for a full on hundred percent. No, no, that's being not too optimistic. 95 again. I'm going to say 95 again. 84%. Oh, 84. Okay. Which is still pretty good. That's that's that is... really good. That's like really above average. Yeah. Really above average. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. I think that's probably it for any odds and ends. What's yeah. uh, IMDb, IMDb 7.5 out of 10. Oh, I never so... even look at that score. The IMDb score. Uh, is, it, is that the top of the page? Maybe. That's another thing we should probably put, be putting into the show. Right. And uh, it says here, so it's made in 1984, yep. but it was actually released, actually released oh, yeah, 12th 7. of July 5. in 85, and it, the box office, it took 57 million. 
The kids of Elm Street don't know it yet, but something is coming to get them. There's something out there, isn't there? We just see cuts happen. What did that pretend? I don't know. There's a coroner got to say. He's in the jaw and puking since he saw it. You're gonna kill me for sure. Did you do it? There was somebody else there. He was locked in a room with a girl who went in alive and came out in a rubber bag. No one knows where it came from or who it will visit next. Nancy, there's something wrong with you. You're imagining things. Nightmare on Elm Street. Ah! Do you believe in the boogeyman? No. Whatever you do, don't fall asleep. She's the only one who can stop it. If she fails, I'm your boyfriend now, Nancy. No one will survive. Craven, director of The Hills Have Eyes and Last House on the Left. A new masterpiece in fantasy terror. Nightmare on Elm Street. Apparently. Hmm. Wow. I've got you. Well, I've got you. isn't um, IMDb too? It's kind of like Wikipedia where it's like all users submitted. I think so, for the most part, I think. Yeah. So. That could hmm. be. People just fucking those shit, you know? Yeah, yeah. But. Alright, well, I think that's pretty much it for facts and whatnot. Let's uh, jump right into this film. Um, Dean, would you like to start it off? Would you like to see, uh, say what happened in the very beginning? I love yeah, this opening man. sequence, man. Yeah, so it opens where we see who we later come to um, discover is Fred Krueger. Um, and. and an un how, how can I say this? An unburnt, actual real life Fred Krueger, yeah, making up making up his glove man in the tool shed, just grinding away and piecing it all together, and you know the, the grit, and he can just something shady's going down. He's got the dirty fingernails, and and the music as well. That yeah, it's, it's super scene. dirty. This whole scene is dirty. And it's also in like a it's in a smaller like um ratio screen okay. too. Yeah, that's it. Like in a small box. And then it and then it and then you've got the music as well. And the music, man, as I was saying earlier on, it sends fucking chills down my spine. And the music, it's just brilliant. And it's yeah, it's really cool. So we kind of see and it's and imagine I was trying to imagine that the people for the first time that ever watched the film when it very first came out that had no idea who Freddy Krueger is or anything. You're watching it and thinking, you know, what is this? And what's this glove yeah. thing he's making? What a great contraption. What a great, you know, thing. Um, and then it cuts to Amanda, uh, Tina, played by Amanda Weiss. Weiss, Weiss um, I think, yeah. Weiss. And um, and she's, she's having a dream. Again, you know, we know that because we've seen it so many times. Yeah. <laughs> but you don't, for first-time viewers. For a first-time viewer. Um, and she's having a dream. And then she's kind of like, she kind of walking around the boiler room. So you can see the creepy boiler room. And then this little lamb just kind of runs out. <laughs> and that lamb in the boiler room. I you know? As a kid, I always like was wondering that too. I was like, why the hell is there just a random animal in Coming here? Through. That runs like, out and, and just kind of runs past you like, uh. <laughs> 
And then you hear the Freddy laugh. You hear this kind of like the laugh, and and then you see the furnace, and you can hear a baby crying. It's what great fucking intro! Like, yeah, it's, it's so super sinister, isn't it? It's batshit, in my opinion. That's how I would label uh, it. Yeah, and batshit and dirty. Oh yeah, for sure. And then Freddy, Freddy like jumps up behind her, and then she wakes up. So then you're kind of like, all oh, right, she's dreaming that whole thing. Mm-hmm. And I have a really, I have a funny quote right here too from um her her mother. <laughs> um, it's uh because her mother like enters the room and she has I guess uh, a boyfriend or or something you know whatever you want to say is going on in there. But um, she tells Tina, "You got to cut your fingernails or stop that kind of dreaming, one or the <laughs> other." Because she she's got like uh, cuts all on her and stuff. I love that. Oh, shit. Witty script, it is a witty script, isn't it? Yeah. She, there's actually quite a few good quotes in here. There is, there's, there is some of the because you know Freddie became came to be known for like all of his like one-liners, didn't he? Down the line, and there's, yeah. there's a few of them. He doesn't drop all of them in this film, actually. You know, um, I've got a few written down, but yeah, there's there's definitely some of the like the some tag big taglines that get dropped in this movie. Um, I've got them all written down, so we'll, we'll, yeah, I'm, we'll get to them eventually, I'm sure. Um, but yeah, so she wakes up and her clothes are all cut as well. So you're like, ah, oh, okay, something actually happened in a dream, having a real life. Um, and then, and then we hear the song for the first time. The one, two, it's coming for you. Yeah, <laughs> which is great. which is the thing of nightmares itself. I know. Um, and isn't then isn't she? We cut to the next morning. Yeah, she goes to That's school, right. and they're all walking to school. And isn't she? T- she's talking about the dream or something like that. And then Rod comes out with this line like, "I had a hard on this morning, Tina. So had your <laughs> name written all over it." Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, she's like, "Yeah, my name wouldn't fit. It's four letters or some shit." <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's great. Uh, yeah, and we have um, Johnny Depp plays Glenn. Amanda Weiss. Weiss. I have to get that right. Why did you guys Weiss? say Weiss? I'm pretty sure. Otherwise, Johnny Depp playing uh, Glenn, who is um, Nancy's boyfriend, played by Heather Langenkamp. Langenkamp. Okay. <laughs> I'm, terrible Langenkamp. Names. I'm pretty sure I'll keep, I'll, I'll, I will keep getting that wrong. <laughs> uh, I always will. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then uh, and Amanda Weiss, uh, Tina, played by Amanda Weiss, and uh, Rod, played by, I don't know who plays Rod, I can't I never pronounce his name. Um, or other. I, see I didn't write that down. He rocks up at some conventions as well. I've seen him around. I've never met him, but um, and they're, they're, they're discussing they had a dream last night. Or Tina's discussing that she had a, a dream last night about um, a guy. Oh no, sorry. And then no, I think it's Nancy says, "Yeah, I had a dream last night about a guy uh, in a dirty red and green sweater with finger knives." Yeah, so kind of. They're sort of starting to kind of the cal- the characters starting to develop and um. I was thought that that was kind of weird too. That like, at the very beginning of the film, we we are current. We already were introduced by the killer, whether we think it's going to be the killer or not, or we don't know at this point as a first time viewer. Maybe it is, you know. But immediately the next day, everybody's like, "Yeah, I, I had a dream too." Some people kind of say it like up front, like, "Yeah, I had I had a nightmare and dreamt of a dude like this." Some others are kind of like, "No, I didn't have anything." But you can see on their face, like Glenn. Yeah. It's like saying like, yeah, nothing happened to me, but you can clearly yeah. tell that he probably did. Um, Rod hints at yeah. some stuff that maybe he did, but yeah, it's just 
so weird to me that like immediately everybody's like, yeah, yeah. I dreamt it. That sends shivers up my spine just even thinking about that. <laughs> <laughs> just imagine that waking up and be like, hey, I had a nightmare last night. Yeah, me too, oh, man. Have the same damn dream. And Dean all the way in the UK. Yeah, dude, I did too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Is there a man with long oh, fingernails? Oh man. That... <laughs> no, I don't think I ever had any nightmares of Freddy. I know I definitely had nightmares of Michael, but come to think of it, as a kid, I don't think I ever had any nightmares about Freddy. Which is weird. Hmm. You think I probably would, considering this movie is all about nightmares. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I don't think I did. I th- I'm sure I must have done, but I don't. I don't know if I did. did I? I'm sure I must have. I can't. I've lost a lot of brain cells over the years. Yeah. I know you used to scare me, like like it, it, when I was you know awake and stuff, thinking about it. I used to think, oh god, he's you know creepy. But I loved him. But I don't know if I ever had any nightmares. And for anybody else out there, if you had any nightmares about Freddy, <laughs> let us know. I want to know what your nightmares yeah. were. Like, what did it consist of? What happened? Was he a nice dude? Were you having, you know, a coffee and a, and a bagel? Oh, or... yeah, me and Freddy were just chilling, watching some movies, smoking a doobie. <laughs> yeah. wasn't, nice, wasn't nice to my mom. Yeah, my mom, she had a and she got cuddled down the side. Oh, man. Um, so, yeah, so then, they, so then they go back to um, the back of the house, and then Rod's upstairs banging Tina. Oh, yep. Um, and they're all like staying at her comedy house. Comedy banging as well. <laughs> comedy <laughs> sex. Like, proper, like, who could be the loudest? And poor old Johnny, Johnny Depp's next door, like, oh, man, come on, I'm trying to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, and then, and then you know, if Rod, uh, Rod finishes up, and then he, he's explaining to Tina that he's having these dreams as well. Yep. Um, and then confesses to of, it. And they kind of fall asleep, and then Tina wakes up again, and, and there's, like, Someone's she she thinks someone's kind of throwing something at the window, so she goes over to inspect, and there's like mm-hmm. a bit of window shattered, and um, and uh, oh, and then the cut, so then it cuts to Nancy. Yep, I was just gonna say that the the classic oh. scene. Yeah, I mean, it's so good, isn't it? And, it, and it, what how they did that? It must be like, do you know how they did that? Yeah, they were using. It was some sort of. Um, that material must it was a material they were using unlike you know the remake that used CGI forget about that this yeah, one they used that's... practical like um, it was some sort of fabric the cross or... when he's coming through uh, the, the top of the, the bed yeah oh, I forget what the hell it's called but yeah it was some sort of like really stretchy fabric yeah, um, yeah. that they and used again, like you were saying like you know the shadows and the lighting and stuff really that you know how they've set up the shadows and the lighting in that particular scene to make that look really kind of dreamlike, you know, mm-hmm. really um, mm-hmm. kind of supernatural-esque. Um, you know, she's just lying there peaceful asleep and you just see the hands coming through and the face pressing this. Man, it's awesome. For the time it was made, like 84, it's awesome. Really, yeah. Really oh, yeah. Good. Those, those I, it's still quick. fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah, it, like it, it looks just as scary as it did back then, I would imagine. Like like I said, yeah. regardless of like how, what quality resolution you're watching this movie in. Oh, yeah. It's great. 100%. And just 100%. knowing it's not just CGI'd in, you know? Yeah. I mean, there's a, yeah. there's a few probably like things used in here that was animation-wise, but for the most part, everything in here is, is practical. Yeah. Um, yeah. Unlike the remake that we, we yeah. will not talk about. <laughs> yeah. See, this is the thing about the remake as well. Like, when 
Nightmare on Elm Street first came out, it really captured everyone's imagination. I mean, not that I was, I mean, I, I would have been, I was born in 79. I was born in the fucking 70s, goddammit. Um, 79, so I would have been like, <laughs> uh, I don't know, I'm really bad with maths, six, seven or whatever when this came out. But, but um, I imagine when it came out, the audiences that went to see it had never seen anything like this before. Mm-hmm. They were like, what is this? It was completely yeah. fresh. It was completely new. And it was terrifying people left, right and center. When the remake come out, like, Everyone's just like, it's just like for people that didn't know about, for the younger generation that wouldn't have known about the original Freddy Krueger. Yeah. Like, eh. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's underwhelming almost. Didn't yeah. have the same impact as the original, which just didn't need to be fucking done. And if it, you know, I just think it's one of those franchises you just don't touch, man. No, you don't. You know, if you, you can add to it, but don't try to reinvent it. If you're no. going to reinvent it, it needs to be part of the proper series and not yeah. something out of its own. Um, yeah. I know Robert's kind of said over the years that he is getting too old to play the role of Freddy, but I yeah. think it would be kind of cool if maybe they went back to somebody from another movie who um, maybe took on the mantle of Freddy, and, but yeah. wasn't really named Freddy. It was a somebody else that was like fucking around with, with somebody. I yeah. think that'd be kind of cool. But um, a friend of mine actually, a, fr- a good uh, a friend of mine, one of someone I play in a band with, he's put together a fan film called freddy's origins it's got millions of views i don't know if you've ever come across it but he put that together yeah check it out it's really good and he's cut a lot of stuff together and it'd be cool if they kind of made a movie about that you know um he's done a really good job of it because i was watching it and i was like is this where did he get this footage from and he's like it's all chopped from different movies and different you know some of the series but yeah check it out it's really good Mm. i definitely will i love stuff like that yeah Freddy's origin i'll definitely check Um, that out so then, so then, jumping back to Tina. So basically, we see Nancy in the bed, and we see that scene where um, Kruger's kind of coming through the uh, interior. Well, you know, how the, the effect of Kruger. Uh, yeah, touch back to Tina, Tina, and she she's going to take a look outside because um, she's been woken up by someone throwing something at the glass. So she she goes outside, and and she keeps hearing someone call her name, Tina, man. Fuck that shit, dude. I'd be like, I'm not going outside. <laughs> I'm yeah. going back to bed. I'm hiding under the sheets, goddammit. I'm hiding in the loft. Um I pinch myself. <laughs> Am I dreaming? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um and then the trash can lid rolls down the street. And then we see the shadow of Freddy. Um and then and then we see Kruger for the first time. This is the first time we actually see the face. And I think he appears and he says, This is God. And then yeah, his hand. He has like the the stretchy arms and stuff. Oh yeah, oh, yeah that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got this. Yeah, he's got the long arms to stretch out. He's kind of scraping them down the side of the uh, like the wall or whatever it is. And then um, yeah, and he's like this. And she's like, God. "Oh God, help me!" And he goes, "This is God." This is God. So that's, that's another it. very that's good it. quote. Yes, this is that's God. it. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then and then he chases her. And then he disappears, and then she runs back in the house, and he kind of jumps from behind the tree. So that's then you're thinking, right? This is some sort of weird dream that she's having. The editing, and, um, or whatever they did for him to like, it's a tree, and then he it looks like he like morphed out of it. Yeah, I, I don't remember if they talked about what they did for that, but it looks so good. And they use that effect a couple of times. They do it with Glenn again later on in the film, which right. I just I love the way that that looks. With him yeah. just like popping out of wherever the hell he wants, yeah. and and you know like, okay, she's one hundred percent dreaming. If you didn't know that already, 
Plus the yeah. lighting that they use, like the blue lighting is another way of them indicating that they're in a dream state, yeah. um, which is, I think, amazing and super smart to kind of change the lighting to oh, let you yeah. know like what's going on. It's yeah. great. It's so smart. It really is, man. Who was the um, director of photography on this film? Do we know? Let's do that. Aaron's got the IMDb up right now, so you could probably see it. Um, casting crew. So yeah, so he jumps. That's what yeah we see Kruger for the first time, and then he jumps from behind the tree, and uh, and then he cuts his fingers off, and his mask. Oh yeah. So, oh, he's. I mean, his face, the makeup, it's incredibly creepy, man. Yeah. So the cinematographer was um, Jocks uh, Hitkin. Hitkin. I don't know how to say his last name, but it's probably like a, a French uh, photographer. Yeah. I'm not really sure. But yeah, yeah, that whole part with him cutting off his hand is is pretty gross. Because like I got something to show you, <laughs> he just chops him yeah. off, and it's like nasty, like green fluid or whatever coming out yeah, of his fingers. Yeah. Gross. Yeah, yeah. And then they kind of have a bit of a roll around on the floor, uh, and then she like pulls his face off. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. Skeleton underneath. That's great. Yeah. The effects are amazing. All practical. Yeah, all practical, man. So so good. Um, so then Rod wakes up and, um, and he, and this is when we definitely know she's dreaming because Rod wakes up and he turns around and he looks at the bed and she's under the sheets kind of flailing around and he's like, Tina, Tina, you know, um, and then she like this bit, man, this, uh, when this she, like, whole levitates, sequence is great. It's so good. And then she like levitates and she starts spinning around and she knocks him flying and she gets dragged up to the ceiling. Oh, and the blood like it's so gruesome. It's so gory. The blood kind of spraying around the room, and and then and then she's like kind of dragged across the ceiling. Do you know how they? How you you mentioned earlier on how they did that. Did yeah, they, they um what they did was that they they put a, a a boxed room that they made and they had it turn so like if you wow. you know how like you know uh, there are certain drummers like um time we leave for like motley crew how he had like his drum yeah. set like turn so they did yeah. that thing like that but with a room with her wow. in it and was slowly moving it and they, they actually did this with a couple of, of films and wow. there i think there was a couple of injuries that happened this is like super like um um inventive for the time no, no one was doing stuff yeah. like this like wow if you watch the Never Sleep Again documentary, it's like eight hours long, but it's so worth it. They go over all the details of what they did for that shot. And they have shots of them filming it, with it being like wow. moved and wow. everything. It's it's amazing. Did they use a stunt uh, actor for Amanda? Um, I think because this movie, I think, was on a strict budget. I think they had to use the actual... Um, actors that are in the movie, if I remember correctly, it could be wrong, but they do say it in that documentary. So I think it was like the actual like actors. It's so good, man. Have you ever you've, have you ever been? You must have been into like at the fairground, like a crooked house. Yeah, yeah, it's like and, that. Yeah, it's, it's just, just like, like that, that, right? And yeah. they are they are just so trippy, aren't they? When you go in those places, the crooked <laughs> houses, it must have been so disorientating to film that. Yeah, my um, favorite thing with like. Uh, uh, like fun houses and stuff is like when you have to walk across a bar and like the room's spinning but you're just Ooh. walking straight and you're like it fucks with you though <laughs> Aaron went oh, to his man. first one um last year because I took him to his first um haunted house he's never really been so I had I had to like break oh, him into it I was like oh here you go here's your here's your room right now and he was like 
I think it was like oh, an over and over. It was so funny. I have <laughs> to shut sure. my eyes going through them when we. Yeah, go that's a way to do it. Yeah, just just go. <laughs> Otherwise, you you get really messed up. <laughs> yeah, they they use them quite a lot over here in uh, haunts as well. Um, but yeah, I have to shut my eyes. But sometimes in the haunts over here, there's always an actor in the middle of it or at the oh, end. Oh no! It. <laughs> yeah, luckily we didn't have that. We just it was you just, just us. Have to steam those fuckers out of the way. Get out of the way! <laughs> <laughs> Kick them. <laughs> Uh, Freddy Krueger um, so yeah, so waiting she's... for you. So that's how they do that effect. That's amazing, man. I'm not, I've got to watch that documentary. I have yeah, to my that. solution would have just been to have the camera guy roll on the floor or some shit like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. I love the fact that that's how they did it, though. And they didn't use right? an effect. Yeah. They literally spun the fucking room around. You know, that's, that's awesome. Practical effects, you can't beat them, man. No, you no. can't. One I thing think... I was uh, thinking about to you last night um, rewatching this was. Rod's in the room. He sees Tina in the air, flipping and spinning and crap. <laughs> yeah. If you were him, would you think you were insane, or would you think <laughs> yeah. you were dreaming? I, I would think I was insane. I like, think how I was am insane. I, how yeah. am I watching my girlfriend in midair, flipping around, spinning, going yeah. on the the roof? I'd be like, what? <laughs> I mean, I think she does knock him out too. I think she, her head like smacks into him or something. Oh, yeah, spinning. She, kicks him, yeah. she knocks him flying. Yeah, you'd think that someone had slipped some flipping LSD in your tea or something. <laughs> bad trip, man. Bad trip. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. Really I, wouldn't be, I wouldn't stay in that room either. I'd be running out of that room and fucking calling Freddy. He's like, Tina! Just sitting there. Tina! You, just, you see then, the side of his head. Tina! Yelling, but it's yeah. not going to help, bud. It's like, that's not, that's not helping. But then um, see, I like the way I like the way they kind of set him up a bit, like in the sense, so basically she falls down and she falls back on the bed and splat blood everywhere, and um and then and and Glenn and um uh, Nancy Nancy are, are outside the room trying to get in and they hear him say I'll kill you yeah like and he's obviously talking to the whatever he can't see but like it they they're thinking oh shit like he's they walk in they walk in and he's split he's gone the windows yeah. open and he's gone right and they're thinking, yeah, he uh, he obviously did this. Um, so yeah, that, uh, man, you want to take over from here, Dustin? Yeah, I can do that for a little bit. So uh, following up from this, it's Nancy and uh, her mother, Marge. I think it's her name. I don't think they really ever say her name, but I'm pretty sure it's Marge. Yeah, they're at the police station, and we find out that um, her dad is the lieutenant or the, the captain, the captain of the, the police, yeah, Donald Thompson. Yeah, so um, he's, like, talking about it and saying, like, I don't know why my daughter is part of this. Like, I don't know why you're also being over there where there's a bunch of people over there and why this troublemaker Rod's saying She's like, we were there because our friend Tina was saying that she was having a bad nightmare and wasn't sleeping, so that's why we were there. And it's like, I don't want you to think I'm crazy or, or whatnot. So mm. they go home and whatnot, and then I think it cuts to the next day, and you can tell that she was not sleeping. Uh, yeah. She goes downstairs, just talking to her mother, and she tries to like take a, a, a sip of coffee. And they're like, "Why? Why are you going to school?" Um, she's like, yeah. "What do you mean? I'm, I'm gonna go to school. Like, I'm fine. I was sleeping okay, whatnot." But like at this point, everybody she runs into is like, "Why are you going to school? Why are you going to school? Don't go to school. Don't go to school." It's like, but I'm going to because like yeah. school. When you miss school, you have to make up for all the work. So I don't blame her for going in. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. But she she eventually she leaves. She's on her way to uh, school. Everything's fine, and then we get. I guess you can kind of consider this a jump scare uh, with 
Rod just jumps out, grabs her, pulls her through the bush, and is like, they're going to kill me. She's like, nobody's going to kill you, Rod. Um, and he's like, do you think I did it? Uh, she, like, believes that it wasn't, but I think she also kind of has a little bit of a doubt there that maybe it was. Because, like, at this point, she we haven't seen her dream of uh, Freddy other than him coming through the, the wall. But that's, like, that's it. Yeah, yeah. So, as a normal person, like, either, like, one of us, if we were to bump into somebody who was the last person to see our friend that was dead, and they were covered yeah. in blood, and yeah. they were running away, you would obviously think, yeah. yeah. And she also, at the station, she called him crazy jealous. She was like, Rod's crazy jealous. Oh, yeah, that's right. So, uh, and like, their fights were, um, were yeah. nothing to worry about or whatever. They were just stupid fights. Yeah. I mean, every couple, you know, has their arguments so yeah so we got that going on and then who shows up but her father and he starts running and then gets caught and she's like you used me which is so fucked up but i understand why for being like a detective or you know in the police force someone's on the on loose who may or may not have killed this person i mean you got to do something sucks you have to use your own daughter but what else are you gonna do He's fearing yeah. for it. I mean, he, he thinks that this guy has just killed his daughter's friend. I mean, he's so got a valid that. reason to believe it's him. Think, exactly. Thinking, thinking his daughter might be next. So, yeah, he's going to do anything he can to save his daughter, man. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, <laughs> yep, he gets arrested. He's brought to jail. And then we get another very famous scene of Nancy in the classroom with Lynn Shay reading about Shakespeare. And we have the other boy who was brought up to read about Shakespeare and she yeah. dozes off and right next to her is Tina in a bloody body bag which is terrifying that scared me a lot as a kid uh, yeah. this whole sequence I think scared me more than like a lot of other stuff in this movie just because of how relatable it could have been like that could you could be at school and then somebody could die was to say someone died uh, something really bad happened and you could just be walking down the hall and there's like a person in a body bag or something I mean, this is like obviously like super extreme like yeah. but it's something that could happen you know like any, anything's possible uh it could be touching on like, ptsd and stuff like that you know yeah yeah that too I think school holes especially when everyone's in class and they're all quiet very creepy, oh, it's creepy as hell dude <laughs> have to go to the bathroom and... yeah man it's, it's awful and, she, and this scene as well where she, she obviously sees the blood trail yeah and, uh, that's crazy too and then she looks up and she sees the body bag and the kind of the feet just, just lift up in the away. air and slide off. You know, no one's there pulling it. It's like, yeah, I love it. Everything in this is great. It, it's obviously, yeah, very dreamlike because it is a dream. Well, a nightmare, but it's all shot really well. The lighting also changed during this a little bit and the hallways are kind of stretched out a little bit more with whatever lens they were using to make it seem more dreamlike. Um, and then she runs around the hall bumps into the, the hall monitor quote unquote and yeah, yeah. um says where's your hall pass, pass? <laughs> and she's like yeah. shoves her out of the way right yeah yeah and then she turns around and then um i think hey, nancy no running in the hallway <laughs> yeah turns around and it's it's uh the girl who we now know is freddie or yeah. praying as freddie and has the glove and then uh she starts running and then she 
goes downstairs for whatever reason and it just turns she's following into... the blood trail i think isn't she i think she's following the blood trail yeah yeah but it's i mean like and... once again this is the like the, the people you're watching a movie and you're like why are you doing that why are you doing that can you stop that <laughs> you just all the people <laughs> yeah it's like go go back to class um just to stop it but she just ends up going down and it turns into the boiler room that we have seen before in tina's dream so we now know that everything's getting connected at this point and it seems like the boiler room every time you see it you see more and more of it and it gets more and more crazy more dreamlike and i love that uh sadly the lamb isn't here at this time yeah. i don't believe the <laughs> lamb is gone you start kind of realizing that oh, perhaps this is his lair. This is this yeah. linked to the character, and and I, I like the way he kind of slices it. You see Freddy again, and he slices himself open. And all the mag- maggots are kind of coming out of his chest. Yeah, it gets more and more intense every time you see him. There's always something else that he's trying to do to scare the hell out of you. Yeah, um, yeah, and he corners her, doesn't he? he kind of corners yeah. her in the boiler room, and he's like, "Come to Freddy." Yeah, That's and then and she burns herself to wake herself up. Yep. The only way that she knew how to do it, she's like, I, what do I do? What do I do? I'm going to try this. And it worked. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, steam burns are the worst, too. <laughs> yeah, I, I've had those, man. They're yeah. awful. Oh, yeah. And then one thing that we start to realize now is that whatever happens in the dreams, I mean, we kind of already knew this with Tina, but now we know it's more than just death. It's whatever happens in there, whatever happens to your body or anything yeah. that you are touching yeah. relates to the real world. And that's scary. Yeah. Imagine you're having a a vicious nightmare and you are, say you're you're like running and you broke your leg in this dream because you're running and you've, you flipped over a rock or something and you woke up and your leg was broken. That would be crazy. It's terrifying. Yeah. So it's, it's nuts. And everything that starts kind of coming together now. Yeah, uh, and I think at this point, Nancy, I wrote that she starts talking to Rod. So I think she goes back to the, um, yeah, the she police station. School. Yeah, she finds yeah. Rod. You see him in prison. Yeah. If you want to take it from here, Aaron, for a little bit, go right ahead. Okay. Since you're right there at that part. So Okay. Yeah. So Nancy goes to visit Rod in prison um, and to, you know, make sure that she's not crazy because Rod had mentioned that. He's having these dreams as well. Yep. The same guy with the weird knife knife hands. Yep. <laughs> um, but, uh, so, sorry. Uh, so she tells Rod that, um, you know, she believes him that she he didn't kill Tina, and then mm-hmm. she ends up leaving. It's like, I just um, had that dream, dude. But, this is crazy. Yeah. So she went to him for that reassurance that she's not going insane, essentially. Yep. But... So then she ends up having another incident where she gets threatened by Freddy. Yep. Freddy Krueger. Pretty sure this is uh, the bath. Now, yeah, right? she's like, yeah, oh, she's. Yeah. This is another very famous she's scene. Got like candles and all. Iconic that. image, isn't it, of her within a bath with the legs akimbo and the glove coming up. There you go. <laughs> yeah, and this is another thing Such too. And um, the the documentary, uh, Heather actually kind of goes into detail like what was happening during this because, for those of you who don't know. The glove that is used on screen is real. It It's sharp. It's as heavy as it looks on screen. That's why he looks like he's slouched over a lot. And mm-hmm. Robert England really, you know, used that to his advantage to make him look more mm-hmm. menacing. Yeah. So in this scene, I don't know why they thought that this continued to use the real glove. But she's there. You know, like, I, I think that she's completely naked in this. I think they were 
Yeah, she has to be at least 18 more because they show her quickly nude uh, when she goes underneath. But yeah, she was yeah. saying how terrifying it was because he's under the, Robert is underneath or yeah. whoever it may have been. Maybe it wasn't. I think. Hold on. I think what she was saying, I think it was Rob Shea or Bob Shea that was doing it at this point. For some reason, that's like coming to my mind. But yeah. yeah, there's someone there with a real glove who's coming under and through her legs and yeah. her eyes are closed during the scene. Yeah. Now just put yourself in that position. Someone with a real metal glove yeah. is doing this. Putting all your trust in them to just put that said metal glove in between your fucking legs. Don't move at all, because you will get cut. So yeah. that that's that's scary. We're just that's horror. Stick <laughs> these knives on your thighs and just Oh man, so yeah, you're gonna be okay with it. That's another small bit of information. <laughs> and well, trivia. Say, how big was that bathtub? Like when they were filming it, because obviously they must have filmed it from a certain angle. He must have been under the water or at least out of shot, like and kind of. Wow. Yeah, I think. And then just kind of like extending his arm and bringing it up or something. I'm gonna have to rewatch to yeah. see because they, they, they go into detail about everything. I don't yeah. remember what they used for that. So maybe it was like a lower level that he was like on. Oh yeah, maybe like glass or something. Yeah, it could have been. I don't remember yeah. exactly. But, but uh, go ahead and tell us what happens in that bath scene, Aaron. Ooh, the bath. So, anyways, yes, Nancy's in the bath. Uh, she's got her, you know, her bath pillow and all that fun stuff, and instantly falls asleep. Yeah. Um, because I think at this point too, she has already taken like she's been taking all these medications and shit, trying to stay awake, drinking coffee, coffee and um, but so she falls asleep and starts to get pulled under the water, um, and dragged into some kind of it's like, like an abyss. abyss. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. scary. Um, it's bit, it reminds me a bit of that. What's that movie? Um, that Del Toro movie, um, Shape of Water. Is that one? Underwater, there's a scene I'm trying to think of. Shape of water, I can't think. I mean, obviously, That's this. Is kind of, this kind I think of so. And this also yeah. kind of reminds me of you've seen the movie House, not the Japanese one, the 1980s House with the the hand that yeah. on the cover. There's a point yeah, in that because yeah. um, we're actually gonna be covering that movie this year. But yeah, his son drowns, so he always has visions yeah. of his son yeah. being drowned and him being drowned. So that's what reminds me of that as yeah. well. Great movie. I love it's house. I love very house good movie. Um, but yeah, so she's being pulled to the bottom of this abyss, and she manages to escape and swim her way back up to the top of her bathtub. Um, so she's awake at this point. She yeah. pulls herself up, um, and then her mom, hearing her scream, runs into the bathroom, and um, so Nancy tries to play it off as, oh, I just slipped and yeah. I fell. I'm okay. I'm, I'm fine, Mom. I just slipped. I was just yelling for help. <laughs> but then um, her mom sends her to bed and... Uh, she gets some pills, didn't she, out of the cupboard? She opens up the cupboard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stay awake, I think is what it is. Yeah, the stay, yeah, the stay awake pills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and one thing during this, I don't know if you guys know. Well, Dean, you just watched this recently, so you probably picked up on it. And Aaron, I know you did too. But for anybody else... Yeah, yeah. You're going to say that? You're going to yeah. say that? Yeah. It's like, for those of you who don't know, what's playing yeah. on the TV there is yeah, The yeah. Evil Dead. Yeah. Um, so, there's yeah, a little bit more I, trivia I picked, for on, you. I picked up on that earlier on. I was watching it, and I had to rewind it, because I was like, is that Evil Dead 1 or 2? I was like, <laughs> there would be one, one, wouldn't it, because the time it was made. Yeah. But I could, I had to rewind it, because I was like, is that Bruce Camp? Oh, yeah, she's watching <laughs> and... The Evil Dead. That's the chin. Yeah, and we just <laughs> covered that yeah. movie, too, a couple weeks ago, so go check out that episode as well. 
But um, I love that. I love them. Yeah. I'm actually I'm meeting just uh, I meet Bruce Campbell in April. Ooh. He's over. I here. almost met him. The convention I was going to go to I think got cancelled, and he's unfortunately in, he's I couldn't in, meet him. Is it April or May? He's over at a convention here with Brad Dwarf, Chucky. Mm. They're over here together. But anyway, sorry, I'm going off topic. But yeah, I, I love it. It's fine. <laughs> I love it. Sorry, man. <laughs> oh, you're good. Um, so. He's been um, on my list for years, man. He's been on my list for years, Bruce Campbell. I, I love him. Love He's everywhere. And his new game's coming out, too, the Evil Dead game, which I'm going to be getting. Oh, so. yeah, you told me about that. Yep. Uh-huh. That's going to be great. Sorry, Aaron. Oh, you're good. <laughs> Dean, <laughs> you're good. I went on topic, man. That's what we're all about, just <laughs> we, we shooting the shit, you know? Yeah. Anything goes in this podcast. So if something pops in your head, go for it, man. <laughs> yeah, cool, man. So, um... Yeah, so she's afraid to sleep at this point. She's constantly drinking coffee. Um, she's hiding coffee in her room, um, and she's taking these pills to stay mm-hmm. awake. But uh, I'm sorry. Um, Can I just jump in real quick? That scene there, actually, when I was watching that, I was like, it's really reminiscent. Of, well, so when they, because obviously Scream was Wes Craven as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the bit where Glenn climbs up the outside of the house and jumps into the bedroom, I was like, that's... Very, when, mm-hmm. really when they made when they made scream if because they obviously skeet very was really resembled johnny depp i think as well yeah yeah and uh and even even neve campbell and um heather heather i'm not gonna, even gonna try and say her surname again so i'll just get it wrong they've got a slight <laughs> resemblance as well but i don't know whether that was intentional or not but that particular scene just reminds me of the scene where billy lewis is climbing climbing up and walking into the bedroom yeah, so I don't know. I don't know whether that was intentional that they did that to kind of. It, it uh, might have been. It was because considering Scream was kind of a link to like all movies, so yeah, I would imagine. And obviously, just as a bit of a nod to yeah, just a bit yeah. of a nod to the Nightmare. The part that sucks, so, we may never know though, because we can't even ask Wes ourselves either. You know. Well, yeah, like, maybe like you know, know Neb or um, Skeet know about that too. Yeah. They were probably like, yeah, he was telling us to do inspirations on his older movies, and this scene yeah. was. Which it wouldn't surprise me if that was the case, you know. No. Yeah. If it was intentional, but um, so yeah, Nancy ends up um getting Glenn to help her on an experiment where <laughs> um fails, utterly fails. Fucking, fucking Glenn <laughs> <laughs> had one job, dude. <laughs> one job, man. <laughs> so, so she's in her. PJs or nightgown, whatever. She's ready for bed and asks him to follow her. So he's probably like, "Oh, where's this going?" Um, yeah. But uh, <laughs> so yeah, even like throughout the whole movie, you can kind of tell he's like he's waiting to like you know get it on with her because even like when they're back at the house and he's trying to kiss her, he's like, "No, this is not for us. This is for them." And he's like, oh, <laughs> "God damn it!" Poor Glenn, man. Right? Wanted a little bit. <laughs> So you're assuming she's dreaming at this point, um, but she goes to the jail where um, Rod is, and um, you know she's sneaking, peeking through the window. She can see him, um, and he's sleeping, but she can see that the killer, Freddy, Freddy, um, is approaching. Um, I love his entrance too. It's so cocky. It's so <laughs> cocky because he knows. He's like, "Aha! I see you." Aha. <laughs> It's like, you're going to be too late. You know it. <laughs> and he looks up and just kind of walks through the bars. Like, <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. It's so good. 
He's just such a dickhead, but it's great. <laughs> he just literally tortures his victims. Oh, he's such a bastard. He's such a lovable bastard, isn't he? He is. Yeah, he really is. He really, really is. Because he's goofy, too, you know? And I yeah. think that's a lot of Robert England's personality coming out into the character, you know? Yeah, and he's also, I think Robert, before this, was doing a lot of like, stage plays and stuff. And I think he was also doing a lot of comedy. So that definitely yeah. played into his acting and everything. Yeah, um, and, and V as well. I think V was the only thing that really kind of put him on the map before this, but not like mm -hmm. not as much as this did. Mm -hmm. Do you remember yeah. this here is V? Yeah, yeah, that was um, yeah, that was that, that was the movie he was doing prior to this, right, or something like that. That was it, it was a it was a TV show. Um, I to be honest, I never watched it, but I do I remember it because I remember my mum actually used to watch that. Was it a TV? Was it a TV show? I think it was a TV show. I, I know he did that, and there was one other. I think maybe it's very very small role he did in a film. I think before I don't remember what that was right. called though. But I think all yeah, that's we... also brought up in the documentary as well. So anybody wants yeah. any brother information go watch never sleep again Ian, you gotta yeah, watch yeah. that <laughs> i know man do you, do you think that there's any who else could play freddy krueger if there was no robert england mm. i mean just... like nowadays like <sighs> as the original or like if they were to make another movie with like you know new... he he's he's definitely up in age now but he's done a lot of stuff and he's a man of many faces i would definitely say um gary um gary oldman um oh, he yeah, did um okay. you know he was in the batman films he also did um in dracula he was he played dracula in um Bram stoker's yeah. dracula i think yeah, he yeah, probably yeah. could do it because he fits into any role man he's what? definitely up in age but what about you aaron yeah. who's that dude from uh terrifier i forget his name um david howard oh. thornton yeah, yeah. You... yep i don't know uh, if he yeah. has like that face i feel like he's like kind of like like he's like he's like kind of almost like goofy but like i feel like he could do um freddy's character but yeah because i mean art already doesn't really talk so i guess it kind of but, but, but then freddy know. talks now he talks yeah. a lot so i don't know I don't maybe know. he has no, to have I that think... voice yeah that's another thing. you gotta you gotta oh, yeah you need the voice, voice. yeah um this is willem dafoe man willem dafoe yeah. oh that's a good show that's a very good show He'd have yeah, played an awesome Freddy. He's got the nose as well. He's got the yeah. Nose. He's definitely up there in age too, but he could definitely do it. He's been in so many films. Well, I, yeah, I was thinking like even you know back in the day when they were very first casting for the 1984 film, like if Robert England didn't exist, like who well, I think they were originally going to use um I have it right here. I never said it, it was um David Warner was originally supposed to be the for be Freddy, but he um oh yeah from the Omen, I think so yeah. I think that's who it is. I didn't yeah. fact check his name, but um, I think yeah. so. David, let me look it up real quick. David um, Warner is the English actor, isn't he? Yeah, from he, I can see that he's, he's again. He's got a bit of a crooked nose and he's that tall. No, uh, yeah, yep. Oh wow! It's giving me this. I don't want the sports guy. <laughs> yeah, yep. It is. David Warner. Yeah, he has actually done a lot of stuff. Yeah, he was in Titanic. Yeah. Scream Two. Scream Two. Yeah, he was in a lot of stuff. Yeah, he originally was supposed to be. Um... I could see that too, though. See him too. Yeah, man. Uh, I bet he's gutted. He never got that role, man. I bet anyone who ever went for that part's like, damn it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Robert has done so much to that role that it's so hard to replace him. You know. Yeah. They, I mean, they tried with the remake and it failed miserably. Yeah, <laughs> he's just perfect for it, man. Absolutely. The, the voice and everything, the way he can he controlled his posture with that glove is is amazing. Mm. Yeah, but 
uh, it makes me just generally terrifying. <laughs> but yeah, man. Um, uh, yeah. yeah. Where are we up to? So, uh, um, so they're in the jail, right? So yeah, yeah. Dream... Yep. Dean, if you want to take it away, go ahead. I'm just trying to write. So, so we were yeah, he's about to get yeah. hung. She dream... uh, Nancy dreams her way to the jail. And yeah, like, like as you just saying then, Aaron, yeah, she witnesses um, Freddy. He's about to kill Rod. And then oh, I need to try and get this bit right. Does she? Does he chase her back to the house? Um, she runs back that's... to the house because I can. I'm trying to think. The scene I've got in my head is where she's running up oh the stairs. God. She's running I up th- the stairs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I th- I'm trying that... to think. Is that the end of the movie or is that this part? No, that that is definitely this part. But I'm trying to. Yeah, it has to be. Yeah, because her feet get stuck. Oh yeah. She's going up. Yep, yep. It's this part. Yeah, she runs back and she gets into the marshmallow stairs. That's Mm -hmm. yeah. That and that again is like they must have when. Whereas Craven was right in this, you know, because you do have dreams. You ever had dreams before where you're running away from someone and you're just you're not quite yeah. cracking up? Or you're yep. going to punch someone, your arm's just like, oh, yeah. and it's like, oh, come on, man. Yep, uh, yeah, definitely had those. And that's so perfect. Like, you know, and she's she's running up there, like, as you said, the marshmallow stairs, great way of putting it. Um, and then she she gets back into bed, and Glenn's fucking falling asleep. Yeah, <laughs> and the alarm you, goes Glenn. off. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. One job, then, man. Yeah, we have one job, Johnny Depp. <laughs> <laughs> Put a joint down for fucking five minutes. Um, and uh, yeah, Glenn's falling asleep, and then Freddie jumps out of the mirror. He leaps out of the mirror, and then the alarm wakes them both up. Yeah. And then they actually, I think, go back to the police station in real life. Yeah. Yeah. That's wrong. Where am I? So I'm just checking my notes. Because there's so many different things going on this minute to talk about. Especially at this uh, point of the movie, everything starts like ramping up. That's yeah. right. So, um, oh, guys, bear with me. That's it. The alarm wakes them both up. Uh, yeah. And then they, so then they run back to, the jail. Yep. Um, and I think they're, they're, they're sitting there and they're having a conversation with um, Nancy's dad, Donald Thompson. Um, and and over in, in, the, in the cell, Rod's fast asleep and uh, Freddie starts to kind of um, forget the sheets, wrap, wrap the sheets oh, around his neck. Such a great effect. It is, isn't it? How did they do that again? Was it like stop motion? Did they do that? No, it was, I think it was all in real time. I think they, they hooked up something by a tube or what? Oh my God. I'm trying to remember. I should have watched the documentary just on this part to get that. I need to go and watch this, man. I need to find um, a whole day where I can just go and sit and watch this. I'm pretty sure it's like eight hours. So it's like, if you got now some time to to spare, even just doing it in chunks Mm. by movie, then, then do it. But yeah. yeah, they did all that in real time. I forget what the hell they used, but I don't. Maybe they did it in reverse. I don't remember. It could have been yeah, maybe that, they filmed it in reverse. I forget. But that's such a that's it. That another another great kill. This is we we were chatting about the blob the other week. Great kills, but this has got some awesome kills because they're so imaginative. They're so mm-hmm. yeah, very right? very inventive. Very inventive. Um, so then they're at Rod's funeral and um, and Nancy's telling her parents about her dreams and you can kind of see them kind of like thinking, hmm, is she talking about who we think she's talking about? Mm-hmm. You know? 
And then we still don't know at this point, you know, what we later find out about, you know, that they know who this guy is. Um, so Nancy's, uh, she, her mum takes her to a hospital for like dream disorders. Um, and you want to take over from me, Dustin? Yeah, sure. I can, I can run you through this part. So yeah, she pretty much goes to like a sleep clinic and, um, her mother is very worried and she, all she wants is for her daughter to sleep. That's all that she wants. She's like, she needs to get some sleep. Um, so this is like one way of her doing it, but also making sure she's okay. Um, so they hook up to a machine and she's there with the uh, supervisor or doctor or whoever it may be. And they're watching the chart. Like, yeah, yeah, everything is normal. And she's like, okay, good. I'm glad that she's finally asleep. But she's over there like, smoking a cigarette and <laughs> whatnot. You can tell her mother may have like some... Like not really drug abuse problems, but definitely like a drinking problem. Oh, so or yeah, something she's like definitely that. an alcoholic. She's definitely. always got the bottle, isn't she? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So she's over there smoking. This this poor guy is just trying to do his job, and he has to worry about her now. <laughs> so she starts going through the stages of falling asleep. She's like, okay, she's finally in REM sleep. And I go, oh, everything looks normal here. And then all of a sudden, she starts freaking out, and she they're like, she's like, what's going on? Like I've never seen a chart sit this. It's, I think he says it's usually in between. Uh, three and five is where it's supposed to be if they're having a nightmare, but this was like reaching like seven to tens. When you're watching the yeah. thing, it's just, it's going up, and they're like, yeah, I don't know. So they break in there, they they wake her up, um, and then she has like streak of gray hair. Yeah, her. like another, that's another thing I was wondering, like how did she get just the pure the gray hair? Terror. Do you think maybe it was a stress related thing, or maybe seen... something happened in a dream that we didn't see? I kind of yeah. wish we did see what was going on. Yeah. He was uh, like, I'm going to dye your hair, girl. Because <laughs> yeah. um, I wanted to see how she was able to, because we find out here that she can bring things back from her dream, and it was his hat. And yes, she shows her mom, and her mom's just like, mom well. what? So um, I really wanted to see how she was able to do that. Uh, but now we jump to, um, I think, is when she gets... Um, is this when they start right. talking about Freddy? Yeah, yeah she then, brings up the, yeah, the door her, and they're like, oh, we don't know who that is. Yeah, so she like she's like, in the hat, it has Fred Krueger's name in the hat. And she's like, oh, whatever, whatever. Um, so she, they, she almost tells the story, doesn't she? she yeah. yeah. But uh, I think after that, uh, she meets up with Glenn on the bridge. And this is also kind of another famous scene. And this bridge is actually still standing and it looks exactly the same as it does. <laughs> in the movie is um we get the booby track booby trap book and glenn's like are you like insane or <laughs> or something she's like well i'm gonna do this but i'm gonna like need your help and and whatnot so um we get that do we get that montage now for setting up the booby traps i forget this is when things I start she, really going she, crazy. she goes back home and then there's all the bars on the house first isn't there like yeah and then her mom tells her about fred so she's like I need to show you something. I got to confess that um, we know who um, Freddy Krueger is. Um, he used to murder children and he was arrested and but was set free because um, something that happened, uh, something wasn't filed right or something like that. So they, they, they let him go. But then all the families, I guess, in this um, street or in the town got together, found out where he was, put a bunch of gas all over where he was staking out which is where the boiler room is so that's why yeah. we now know this is why we're always shown that one room 
because that was like yeah. his last like resting place or however yeah. you want to say it. But they burn him alive, and she takes, I guess, a token of um, or some sort of an award of some sort yeah. for killing him by taking the glove and putting <laughs> it in their burners downstairs, which is a very fitting place, in my opinion. Right. <laughs> um, and I got chills um, when she said this quote. She says, "He's dead, honey, because mommy killed him." Like she yeah. said that, and I was like, "Ooh, Ugh. chills yeah. down my spine, <laughs> right. man." Uh, especially being like a father and stuff like this like saying yeah. that saying that to like your your child whatever it's, if, and then that's when we get the um the whole montage of nancy setting up all these traps and whatnot in her house and it's like it's like she's watched home alone <laughs> yeah and it's so funny because this is obviously way before home alone but then aaron and i also covered um, um deadly games deadly games which is another it's a french horror movie taken around christmas and everybody thought like this is the home alone of horror but really this is the home alone of horror really because this was before yeah. that so yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. all this goes together so i guess um yeah. that movie especially was very that, especially that scene a bit later on where like the, the sledgehammer just kind of yeah <laughs> yeah that's so kevin McAllister there, man. yeah it, it's great <laughs> Um, and now Nancy, I think, tries to pretty much, does she call Glenn or is this before? Yeah, yeah she, this is now, yeah. right? I know her mom is a completely freaking toasted at this point. Yeah, she tries to call Glenn, but they won't let her. Yeah, so, um. <laughs> they're like talking across, they're like talking across the street, aren't they? And she, Nancy says that the, another line, which is, you know, a big, great tagline, whatever you do, don't fall asleep. Yeah, don't uh, fall asleep. Sleep. Yeah, like you already did it once. Don't do it again. And what does what does Glenn do? <laughs> yeah, falls asleep. One of the Glenn funniest things that happens at this point. This is so comical, and I think if you don't laugh at this, then something doesn't click. But like her mom, before this, before she calls, like takes like all like the coffees and everything, and then Nancy takes her freaking coffee pot from underneath her bed and <laughs> plops it right on her her side like um like the night table yeah it's just like what the fuck and she yeah. plugs it in and she's just making herself another coffee it's like what the hell man it's great i was laughing every time i see that i just laugh i'm like oh my god uh endless supply of coffee i mean i love coffee don't get me wrong but i wouldn't put a coffee pot underneath my bed <laughs> it's freaking hilarious um, we also kind of find out that Glenn's parents just really don't like Nancy at this point because yeah, she's, like, she's yeah. associated to all these killers or maybe yeah. she's the one that's doing it. So they, the freaking father like takes the phone off the hook yeah, so that she can't call. Um, and then we get another really famous uh, scene right here is Nancy's phone is unplugged because she unplugs it. I think she gets kind of upset and rips it. Because um, she's obviously very sleep deprived, and now she's pissed off because she can't get in contact with Glenn and make sure he's okay. And then we get the famous tongue phone, tongue <laughs> phone, um, which I think that prop is actually still around. I think Heather actually has that prop in hand. Hmm. So um, the phone with Freddie's tongue hanging out of it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that she still has yeah. it. So that's kind of funny. And um, now we're in we're in Dream World, and. Um, we get another funny thing of her mother downstairs because uh, Nancy runs down and like tries to get her father, and we get her mother saying "locked, locked, locked" because <laughs> yeah. like all the doors are locked, and she's completely yeah. freaking wasted, man. 
Um, or forever, whoever wants to tackle the yeah. uh, leading up to the end, All go right. for it. Okay. Um. So yeah. Um. Nancy's mom's drunk. Um. The house is all barred up. She set up booby traps everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh. Let's see. Sorry. Um. Yeah. Oh, so Glenn. Yep. We go to where Glenn is about to be. Um. Bye yeah. bye. So. Uh. She uh, rips the phone, gets a call, the tongue phone, all that fun stuff. Um, but then she realizes Glenn's about to die. Mm-hmm. Uh, she can't do anything about it because she's locked in the house. All the doors are locked. Um, so Glenn, dumbass, falls asleep. And it's one is... job, man. He can never fulfill <laughs> it. He never fulfills it. He's just sucked into his bed and just to a pit of nothingness and then just erupts with a fucking geyser of guts and just blood, yeah. blood and which Whatever i think this is. they also use they use like the, the upside down room for the this. same thing that they use for tina's but the, the tilting room for this i'm pretty sure oh, that they okay. that's why it's like pouring down yeah so, um, you can like see the uh, fucking blood like sliding and shit too i love <laughs> it yeah i love it it's such a good effect but, it um, is uh, such an iconic scene as well. Oh, I, I know. Like, so many of these kills are so iconic, aren't they? Like, yeah. I always get this one confused, but I think... I don't know if it... It might be the second movie when the, the boy has the waterbed and it's the naked lady. I think it's I think it's the second Nightmare on Elm Street and he gets pulled into the bed. I always get that one confused with this one. Four? Is that four? It's one of them. I remember, like, that scene's always playing in my mind when this is happening, and I realize, like, oh, wait, no, this is just him getting sucked in and then turned into a pile of blood. Turned into tomato yeah. puree. Yeah, literally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I that one. I feel, I'm not sure. Like There's so many blood. of them, I forget, like, which, like, what order things happen in, because they all have really good kills in them. See, they're all iconic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're all great. Really, I really want to go, I've got, the, I've got the box set of all of them here, and after watching that, I mean, I've watched it so many times, and watching it again tonight, making all these notes and really deep diving into it, I was like, <coughs> I want to watch the rest of them now. Yeah, <laughs> they're addictive. They're so addictive, because they're so wonderfully, like, filmed mm-hmm. and artistic and crazy. Yeah. Like, I would have Funny, loved to have been a part of, like, making these sets. Right? Yeah. Just building this shit and yeah. seeing it put to use. And funny. They're funny as well. Like, you can't oh, yeah. They get super <laughs> funny. one-liners. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, so Nancy realizes now that she has to fight Freddy or she dies. Um, Essentially, yep. So, basically, um, so... She starts calling her father. Um, she tells him that she's gonna go and get Freddy, and um, she's gonna drag him out of the dream, and that mm-hmm. she needs her, him to be there to arrest him. Um, yeah, I'm just gonna go catch a serial killer, Dad. I'll be back. Yeah, it's just like okay, um, that's fine. Um, he sends like one of his deputies to go watch the door. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so he doesn't believe her, and he just patronizes her, and um. Tells her to go back to sleep, essentially. Um, yeah. So she's got booby traps set up everywhere. Um, uh, getting ready for his capture after saying goodnight to her mom, um, who's shitted, as we mentioned. Um, yeah, <laughs> she is so far gone at this point. So she falls asleep. <laughs> he goes down into the basement, <laughs> which she sees some unknown door. Just yep. where'd that come from? Uh-huh. 
Oh, sorry, I lost my place now again. Um, oh, she finds a door that an unknown door, which leads to a staircase into another basement. Yep. Where um, she continues to just go down, down the stairs, and ladders, ladders, stairs. Oh. This whole cool ending little, is like, super crazy cool little, too. There's a cool little touch there. Sorry, just jump in. There's a cool little oh, touch. She finds Glenn's headphones. Oh, yeah. Headphones up. Yeah, I thought that yeah was and she's like, oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. It's And he just, you know, he yeah. planted them there just to, to fuck around with her, too, yeah. just to get her even more pissed off. It's like, really, man? <laughs> yeah. Oh, what an asshole. Sorry, Aaron. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, lo- I love him, though, you know. Thing, you gotta. <laughs> but <laughs> so she realizes um, that she is in the boiler room, mm-hmm. um, where Freddy's nowhere to be found. Um, and. You know, she's got, you know, only so much time before her alarm goes off. I think it was like 10 minutes. Something like that, yeah. And um, then that, before it wakes her up, therefore, you know, she can't do shit. But so finally he decides to strike and she they kind of like wrestle, fight a little bit. And um, mm-hmm. suddenly um, things change and they're outside of her house. Um, And she knows that now like she has like, like no seconds left. So she yeah. jumps on him. And I, and I like that, and then it's, she yeah. like awakens, and then she's like, oh. "Yep." She brings him to the real world. Um, Jump scare there too. Yeah, so she's yeah. got him. Um, you know, she's holding on to him. The alarm goes off. The booby traps that um, she had set up. Um, you know, she, they help her kind of get, you know, like the edge on him. Another bit. thing yeah. I have to say is like we knew her mom was downstairs, right? Yeah, this was taking place. This is ten minutes. So, yeah. and then they make her way downstairs. <laughs> Like, she leads him everywhere. Her mom is... I know that she's, like, completely wasted or whatnot, but <laughs> they even go through the living room and she's not there. So yeah. she must have just teleported upstairs or just... <laughs> or whatever. Like, <laughs> maybe she's Freddy <laughs> or yeah, something right. like that, you know? So, yeah. But, I mean, if we are in the... Oh, shit, my phone just died. That's okay. Um. So, yeah, all the, all the traps kind of go off and she leads him downstairs and... This was actually a record too that was held for a long time until um, I think. Um, oh my God, I'm forgetting his name. I can't believe I'm forgetting his name. Jason, the guy who plays Jason, everybody knows. Why am I forgetting his name? Kane Hodder. Kane, yeah, oh. Kane Hodder. I don't know why I'm blanking on his name, but um, yeah, this um, this whole sequence with uh, the burning Freddy that was the longest on-screen burn up until. When Kane did it in Friday the Thirteenth, hmm. um, so he wow. broke that one, and I think it was Robert. I think maybe I'm wrong. Once again, this isn't a documentary, so if I'm wrong, just go go fact check it on there. But I think he was the one that is in, in a suit to do it. But you can also tell that the suit's a little bit puffier. You can, yeah. especially mm-hmm. with you know modern like um, high res uh, videos, yeah. you can tell that it's a suit that was um, able to withstand that that much heat. Yeah. But it's such yeah. an awesome shot, though. Like he's like running up the stairs and like falls down the stairs. He's like, oh, oh, yeah. he's like running yeah. and everything. It's like he's already burned. Let's just burn him some more, you know? Yeah. I mean, if I was being yeah. set on fire, like yeah. for a movie, you know, like acting, like I would want to have some fun with it too. You know, I'm gonna go all in. Yeah. <laughs> I want to just set on fire. I want to roll down the stairs and. <laughs> yeah. I think those yeah, suits yeah, yeah, are yeah. only made to be burned for like six seconds or something like that. So Shit. I think in Kane's when it happened to him, he was going for too long and he already had like burns and stuff, so he yeah, wasn't geez. able to feel it that much. Yeah. And I think it actually he 
and wound up burning himself even more. Damn. Is that why he wears a glove at conventions? Is that why he wears it? Is oh, it maybe. Um, yeah. Have you seen the um, his documentary that's also on Shutter? He talks about why like, his whole life and how he supports this burn clinic that saved his life because the reason yeah. why he has burns because he was doing Oof. it for a movie a long yeah. time ago and he didn't have the proper equipment and they couldn't put him out in time. And that's yeah. why he's all burned everywhere. He's got like four degree burns all over his body. Wow. But he still does burn stuff because he faces his fears and he does them anyway. Right, so right. He's, yeah, he's yeah. a badass. I met, yeah. I met him at the MCM Comic Con um, a few years back and he got me in a headlock, man. And nice. he's powerful. Yeah. He's I, a powerful I met him, dude. I met him at a, um, a Salem <laughs> Horror Fest one year. He was signing a bunch of Jason masks. That was really, yeah. really cool. Uh, yeah, he's, he's another. He's powerful, dude. <laughs> yeah, he's wicked strong, and he's such a nice person too for how much shit he's been through. Yeah, but um, Dean, if you want to end how this movie goes with I after think, the you know burn, what? I'm gonna let you do it because I think you're gonna. Do you it want right me there. to do it? All right, think, man, let's let's do it. I think oh, we're. I know we're right at the very end here. But yeah, that, right, that's that's fine. Great. We'll we'll do all of our our thoughts at the very end. But yeah, yeah. he you know gets bested pretty much by Nancy. Nancy, um, as Freddy is burning, runs over to the door, is like saying, get my dad, get my dad, you need to get my dad. And the, and the guy's like, he's standing there, but then he hears more screams. He's like, oh, maybe I should go get her dad. And I'm like, dude, <laughs> come on, man. So finally runs and gets gets her father, and he runs over. They break down the door, and then uh, they find Nancy. Freddy's gone, but all you see is like the fire footprints everywhere. So Nancy and her her father go upstairs, check on her mother, and then they see the burning Freddy on top of Marge, <laughs> and then he puts, I don't know why he decides to grab a blanket, and maybe it's just because it's in the moment and he's in shock, grabs the blanket, puts her, puts her out, takes the blanket away, and then we get this awesome effect of her mother sinking into the bed and it's so cool there's a lot of um analysis on this ending of people saying is this still a dream or or whatnot um some people say it is a dream because of how her mother kind of floats down yeah Mm -hmm. it's very dreamlike yeah yeah but um even her father's just like yeah whatever but this could also be since she hasn't been sleeping for so long so maybe she was seeing something different than her father you know, so it's a possibility of multiple like things yeah. that are happening. I mean, there were, her parents are also divorced too, so he probably just like I don't give a shit. <laughs> you yeah, know, so there were a lot of factors going on. But yep, her her dad. Um, well, she kind of like says her dad to go away. She's yeah. fine, whatever. And then she realizes that Freddie is still there, and she's like kind of like talking to him, like I'm not afraid of you. I know this is just a dream, and kind of takes all of her power back from Freddie. Yeah. And um, so he goes to kind of go after her and then this fades into nothing it's like a little bit of an animation thing so yeah. we think that's the end but yeah. we wake up in this bright sunny day everybody is all <laughs> Everything's happy perfect. her mom yeah. is back because she's not dead you know she she even says to freddie before like i want all my friends back so they do that all her friends are back they're in the car they're all happy like yeah let's go <laughs> they're in like a red convertible her mom's like yeah go have fun honey um, everybody's all cheery, so they drive off. Well, well, before they do, a top comes down, and it's yeah. the pattern of his um, 
his sweater. Honestly, this is probably my favorite scene in the whole movie. It's just such that, a Freddy yeah. thing to do. It's just yeah. like, and they're all just like, you. I'm not doing this. And then Freddy the car starts up. driving off, and they're like, I'm not doing this, man. I'm not doing it. And then we uh, kind of go back and see Marge is just Hi, just waving, and then it's grabbed through and then sucked through the the the, the door. Oh, shit. That is so funny. Um, so that is it. a nightmare in Elm Street, and it's a blast. <laughs> Every time I see it, it's a blast. I I love this movie absolutely so much. Yeah, but if I had to rate this movie um, out of ten, I'm gonna have I have to do this just because I love this movie so much. It is a ten out of ten blood splatters for me oh shit it's so inventive of the time it has so many crazy things the acting is great freddy is a force to be reckoned with there's so many great things lines everything Wes craven you know really turned the company around for um for bob shea and, and made new line cinema what new line cinema is and this movie just did so much for everybody and it set a lot of standards for other slashers that were coming as well but uh, yeah, ten out of ten for me. And spawned some great sequels as yeah, well. Yeah. Um, oh, for sure, man. Um. Well, I mean, you basically covered the same, like, essentially the same comments and all that. But um, mm-hmm. you know, in, in an attempt to keep like the scale balance, I'm gonna give it a nine out of ten. Okay, I'll take that nine out of ten. It is, uh, like, like I said, it's super fucking like creative. It's oh yeah. It's you know, it's its own movie. Um, but Still like holds it's a quintessential, up. like yeah, it's an essential horror movie, though you know. Exactly. And but uh, what about you, Dean? What would you rate this out of ten? Just a straight up ten out of ten splatters for me, man. It's you know from the minute I discovered horror movies, and from the minute I laid eyes on the character of Freddy Krueger yeah. when I was a kid, you know, there's just so many boxes that this movie ticks for me mm-hmm. um and, it, and i've never ever got tired of it you know and then the character i just i love it man i was saying everything about it's perfect the casting's perfect the script is really well written there's no mm-hmm. scenes in there that i think oh shit they should have cut that out or edited that oh. everything is just it's just so like boom 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 peace it's nicely perfect, it's the perfect movie length it's got a perfect score yeah, it's only an it's hour and a half and, and it, it's just, it fills yeah. up all those minutes amazingly definitely man and it's just each kill it's so creepy like, like you're saying for the time it was made it's it's really creepy it's brilliant it just ticks so many boxes and you know i, I think it I'd, I'd give it an 11 out of 10 if i could you know it's, yeah. i love it man i love this movie so much it means a hell of a lot to me it's you know it's it's horror is you know my life man i love it it's my happy place and it really is thanks to this movie yeah this was you, know, you said this was your first like off. horror movie you saw right like this was technically your first one yeah, yeah. Well, it was the first thing that really hooked me way back in the day, captured my imagination when I was a kid and just you know, mm-hmm. I never looked back, really. You know, never, you know, and it just... And you got the piss with uh, Freddy himself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That, for that, <laughs> give it 12 out of 10, man. Fucking hell. Um, but yeah, definitely, definitely a 10 out of 10 blood splatters for me, man. I can't, I can't fault it in any way. Yeah, I love this movie so much. Um, I think, what are we doing? I think the next movie that we are doing, I'm going to check my schedule real quick just so I can give can I just, everybody. Can I just quickly ask you guys a question. Um, sure. The, uh, the remake that we don't talk about. How many splatters out of 10 do you give that? Uh, I, 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 I'll, I'll be generous and I'll give it like a three. <laughs> I haven't yeah. seen the remake since it came out. So yeah, That was 2010 was when that came out. So, I mean, 
I mean, if I had to throw it on, like if I was so bored and I wanted to watch something I don't really have to pay a lot of yeah. attention to, I mean, I'm not going to say the remake didn't really do anything new. It did, but it also kind of created new things that didn't need, like making Freddy a, a pedophile. Like we already knew he killed children, but we Which don't need to. Own, you know, you don't need to put that twist on it. I know they were kind of going for a little bit more shock, because it was more modern, um, yeah. so they could get away with a little bit more. Um, there are yeah. some scenes in it that are good, but they also kind of took away scenes by adding yeah. CGI when they could have really did it practical, which would have been yeah. a lot cheaper for them. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, three out of ten. I'm sorry for anybody who likes the remake, but. There's a lot of remakes I like, but like My Bloody Valentine, that remake, I love so much. Um, yeah. The Friday the 13th remake, I love a lot because it's very brutal and it's it's done a lot of cool things with it and it was new and inventive. It, it actually really did invent, uh, reinvent the wheel for that series. Yeah. But for... They uh, just didn't do anything special to this remake. Yeah, I mean, and if I had to go with like the Halloween remakes... Yeah, I love. I like Rob Zombie, and I, I do like that. But I don't really like it, the Rob Zombie remake. There's certain scenes I really like for it, but yeah. the only two like big um, slasher series I can say that were remade that I like is um, what did I just say? I said Friday the Thirteenth. Well, I guess My Bloody Valentine isn't really big, Texas but Texas Chainsaw. Texas right. Chainsaw was also a pretty good one. Um, that was yeah. remade and had spawned like two or three sequels. That was yeah, another one that's just coming. That's coming out in like a couple days, I think. Right? Yep, yep. I'm yeah, the eighteenth it comes out over here. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So, um, yeah. I mean, right, Friday. Yeah. Yeah. I, I had to for me to remake. I saw. I remember I went to see it at the cinema when it came out, and um, I was really pumped to go and see it because I was like, "What are they going to do with this?" You know, my, my beloved Nightmare on Elm Street film. Like, what? Burn into Batman. Really, <laughs> yeah. I was really super psyched to see what you know in the modern like day when it when it came out. Yeah, you know, what what they changed and what they've done with it, and you know just to see if I was going to come out going, "Wow, fuck, they really did something." You know, but but no, it was just it was just another. It was it was throw it was a throwaway movie really for me. Just you know, a remake, just to do it. They were hoping it was going to make money and draw in a new but audience, you know, but yeah, really but... it turned people away and lost money. Yeah, for sure, man. But you know what? I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it as much as everyone always goes on about how much they hate it. I didn't hate it. Like, I think it's one of those films that I could, like you saying, if you're bored, but even just if I'm just pottering around the house and I want to stick on a horror, I can just stick it on in the background and yeah. every now and again I'll stop and go, oh, this bitch. Like, oh, cool. I, I like this scene, but uh, everything else, yeah. no, not so much. Yeah, as a, as a, to sit down and watch and dissect, you know, like, no. like you just couldn't do it like you can with this film. But um, I didn't hate it, but, you know, I didn't, I didn't, um, love it either, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I definitely don't think they should have remade this film. I just there was think no they should have need. left it. It was, just during, it was during that ruin. time when everything needed a remake. Like, uh, Aaron and I were talking about it um, on our last episode. It was like the 2000s, well, late, like, um, 90s and like through like 2010. Yeah. Everything had like to remake everything, and um, yeah, it's because they had this new technology, and they're like, "Oh, you, we can make this better." Some of them were yeah, really some, good. Some of them were just absolute shit and didn't need to do it. And some of them were just riddled with CGI with no story, because they're like, "We can make these things look better than what they did last in, in yeah. the '80s or even before." But yeah, that it wasn't could look better, but if there's really no content, the you know? Yeah. Did it, so. Do you think it ruined uh, Jackie O. Haley? Is, it, is that his name? Jackie O. Haley or Jackie's? Oh, Haley? the one who played Freddy? Do you think in, it ruined in the remake? Um, I mean, 
you don't really hear from him anymore, do you? Like he was. Like, I don't know. Really. I mean, like I, I would say he he did like a pretty decent performance. I think they probably could have helped him on the voice a little bit, and not making it so yeah. Batman like. Uh, he looked kind of cool, but he was also really he was always in darkness. Like with this Freddy, like in the original one, like yeah, he's surrounded in darkness, but you get to reveal him slowly, and you see yeah. him slowly be unveiled from the shadows and come to light because you know more about him but the whole he's just always in the shadow oh. yeah in the in the um in the remake it's like he's kind of always backed by shadows i don't know if it's mm. just because of the mute the the makeup that was used on him or if that's what they're trying to do to make more of a, a mm. scary aesthetic more ominous yeah he didn't have that charm either did he, he didn't have um, that that robert england charm you know they tried um... he definitely tried like i'll give him props for trying and taking on such a huge role I mean, yeah. it, that's that's really hard, dude. Like, that's very bold, that's some big it? shoes to fill <laughs> for how many movies and like TV shows, like the original, like Spawn, but Robert England being in every single one of them. Mm. It's it's definitely a lot. Maybe if he went to Robert and asked him, like, "Hey, what would you do? Like, what yeah. would you tell me?" Like, if he maybe did that and got a little yeah. bit of pointers, he probably would have been better. Yeah. Um, but that's just my opinion, you know. Yeah. Um, and for next week, what we're going to be covering is the Slumber Party Massacre, not the remake, the original, because that was also remade, which is pretty good. If you haven't seen the remake, that's another one I would say that was remade and it was actually really good and modern and it did a very that, good job. Was that recent one? Yeah, it uh, was released through Sci-Fi. That was um, last year, late last year. And they also, re on Amazon, they did a series of I Know What You Did Last Summer. So they also remade that, which is also pretty damn good so for the remakes that are coming out now they're knocking them out of the park in my opinion right i've actually i picked up a copy on dvd of the uh, new slumber party massacre remake i haven't watched so it actually sitting in the in the front room at the minute go watch it. Watched it <laughs> after you watch the documentary go watch that you'll be very pleased with how it is it feels yeah, old but it also feels very modern it's mm. it's a very good mixture and it's brutal it's brutal cool. okay or a sci-fi film that it's it's pretty brutal. Yeah, sci-fi has actually been knocking out of the park a lot. They had the Chucky series. Oh yeah. They have that. They um are doing I think another one or two remakes of something or bringing on new horror. Sci-fi for the longest time was such shit. <laughs> they always yeah. just put out like really crappy like CGI filled movies. But this year, well, late last year into this year, they have been really knocking it out of the park. Yeah. So, good on them for that. But uh, I think that's all we have for Nightmare on Elm Street. Dean, is there anything that you would like to say before we sign off or anything? Anything that you haven't touched on or anything you want to remind people about? No, man. All good. All good. Um, no, it's been great. All right. so, watching this movie again and chatting about it with you guys. And, and yeah, no, it's been great, man. But that's, I'm, I'm all, I'm all threaded out. <laughs> it'd be good to, it'd be good to, um, we could maybe somewhere down the line, um, do this for each individual movie yeah i would love definitely. to do that we can definitely set up something cool. like that and uh, yeah, maybe do like yeah. some bonus episodes or something with the yeah, show yeah, we'll I, know, I know you guys have got quite a full schedule but yeah man somewhere down the line but um but yeah no I've, I've, it's been great chatting about this and yeah i think we've said everything we need to say yep. about mr kruger yep <laughs> and like i said before if there's any other movies you want to come on board with just let me know and i'll I'll pencil you right in over there. So anything else that pops up with the list I sent you. Awesome, um, man. But yeah, it was awesome having you. I, I love doing this with you and I love doing your your show, which we will yeah. be doing some of it this week, I'm pretty I believe, right? 
or are we going to try yeah. to at least? Yeah, see, well, we've got a chat. We're chatting with um, John Dugan, who played Grandpa Sawyer from yep. the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yep, which is going to be awesome. Um, on Friday, and then that episode is going to be released uh, on the same day as they release the the next chain, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So that will come out as a bit of a nod to that on the 18th. Um, but yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, that's the, that's the next one. We're just just keep awesome. lining them up and uh, keep this horror horror train rolling. Yeah, I love it. Like uh, this week has been so busy because on Thursday I'm also doing another podcast with uh, the House That Screams podcast. But you haven't, if you haven't listened to them, Dean, I'll send yeah. you a link. They are really, really good. They're a bunch of. It's a big group of people. It's it's crazy. They do. Um, mm-hmm. They just interviewed Ben from Fright Rags. It's really, really cool. They do a lot of really good movies. Um, they did a really good episode on brain damage. So if you want some oh, more yeah. brain damage um, information. Okay, cool, man. Um, that was, that's the first podcast I ever did, yeah. man. I listen back to that now and I'm like, oh, damn. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. It, but it was awesome. finding my feet. Aaron, yeah. man, you're always welcome on it as well. Yeah. Dude, oh, I appreciate that. Thank you. Any any point, man, if, you, if you're if Dustin's around and you're around at the same yeah. time, please, yeah. man, you're, you're more than welcome Definitely. to jump on it as well. I yeah. appreciate that, man. I always let him know, but his his work schedule always is just like, yeah, no. <laughs> oh, yeah, it works such weird <laughs> hours. Enough, I work yeah. in a kitchen, so. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so. no, that's cool, man. Tough hours, I bet. And I know because we got a time difference going on as well, so mm-hmm. sometimes it's hard to make But, yes, out. definitely down the road, though, I'd love to, you know, yeah. do it. It's, it's so much fun. Absolutely, man. Yeah. yeah. I love doing these podcasts. And thank you for everybody who <laughs> listens or watches. You guys are absolutely amazing. Make sure you're supporting all podcasts, not just um, ours or Dean's or house that screams everybody listen to all all because you there's so many different you know opinions on things it's always mm-hmm. good to hear more than different just one takes, yeah. but um that was the baron's hideout podcast i was your host dustin and i was co-host aaron and now is our special guest dean of the dead thank you so much for listening guys thank and you. we will see you later